Antikumpo. Yes. Yeah. Was he a star then? I don't think so. He wasn't. A, he ain't had a ring. Nah. You had an Antikumpo jersey on yeah. at ComplexCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yo, we took a picture real quick and we did a video and I say, yo, this nigga right here. And I was on some like definitely was a fan then, still a fan now in terms of saying, you know, when you find somebody, you find an artist, you feel like you found before people. I was like, yo, this nigga Roddy's the guy. Hell yeah. And um, I remember like I, I grabbed the cameraman. He didn't even get it. And then... When they put up the video a few months later, because you had some shit that popped off or is moving going up, they're like, "Oh, you were right," and I'm like, "Shit, I wasn't right like that." But you know, like, because I wasn't the first, right? Roddy, and by the way, hold on, let me let's do a real intro. Uh, welcome to Off the Record, yo. This is um, a very exclusive experience. I got the opportunity come to come here. And sit with Roddy Rich, someone who you guys might not know that I've I have some history with. I've supported him on the come up and watching him at this position where everybody is super critical and even I'm critical. I'm even here to have that conversation with him and try to figure it out. Come on. Because I got questions. Let's do it. And Roddy. And for everybody else. So what year is this when I met you? 18. 17, 18. Let me turn my shit off. You're right. You know what's so funny? Like, I'm glad you answered for your mom. Yo, I feel so guilty because I like send my mom a voicemail. And like, <laughs> you, you, you know what's so funny? You can't no, do that. No, yeah, well, 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 it's like she know I'm working kind of yeah. stuff, but like. My mom be paranoid because she'll see stuff online. Right. Like my, like, my mom used to watch Wendy Williams. Like, Wendy was her thing. Yeah. And then she found out her son is like a blogger and I'm like doing my thing now. Yeah. So she's like, nah, I just follow your pages. So I was trying to block her, but I couldn't. But it's like my mom. But <laughs> I don't want my mom into the shit that like. You be into. I be into some shit I want my mom into. Uh-huh. Like, I had to tell her to stop commenting on my page because like. You know, when fans like get into them, like you can't, I can't get into my mom's. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I'll send her the voicemail, but sometimes, like, I think she'd be really worried, like, yo, oh, I seen this online. Yeah. And I got to tell my mom, like, yo, that's not, that's not reality sometimes. Yeah. Nah, nigga had to get better at it. I feel like family is definitely important. I learned that shit over the course of time. Just uh, staying grounded, staying rooted. You feel me? Like, that's the whole. That's the whole vibe. So it's like, nigga, gotta just be better at spending time with moms, take her out to dinner, take her places, do shit with her cuz. You know how I go. Does okay. she understand who Roddy Rich is or does she look at. She don't you care. A, I know she don't care. But, but, but <laughs> like, I give an example. So my mom ain't, my mom didn't even understand that. Like, yo, like, all she knew I was like, I did some new stuff. Yeah. And one day I brought her out to the movies. And I go out to the movies with her, and people are like, oh, shit, Ak is here, right? right? So they're, like, lining up for pictures. But my mom, like, you know, my mom a single mom, so you know what I mean? Like, she yeah. one of them people, like, when she go out with her kids, like, she got her best outfit out. So she give me her phone, like, take some pictures of me. So I'm over here. I'm taking pictures of my mom, but mad people lining up, like, yo, yo, Ak, we want a picture yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah. And my mom didn't even understand that. And, and 
I had to tell everybody, I'm like, yo, as much as I appreciate y'all, this is a woman who gave me birth. I got to sit. I got to do what my what mama wanted yeah, me to do. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, sit yeah. here and get all them angles because she got this outfit that she loves. <laughs> so, like, have you had that experience? Because I know she probably, she know you're successful, but yeah. she probably don't know, like, how successful or how people react to you. No, nah, you know, moms went to the shows. Moms done felt the vibe. I feel like <clears throat> a lot of people in a in a city, even just where we come from, because we not in a place where we outside of where we come from, so she feel it. You know what I'm saying? She understand that her son is somebody important just within the community or, you know, within all these different spaces. She get it because she see it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't something that's like make-believe. It's like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 real in real life. You feel me? So, so that's you know, mom's young too. She ain't she ain't really. Yeah, my mom had me at uh, eighteen, nineteen. Damn. Yeah. So you know she. How get old it. is she now? How old am I? Twenty three. Uh, forty something. Mm. I don't want to say. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, I get it. Young forty. Damn. Hell yeah. Yo, so like. And this is the interesting part, right? Just kind of even watching your come up, right? Like, it's like, man, for me, like, my mom never believed anything was real until she started seeing other people react to me. Mm-hmm. And so it, she didn't disbelieve it. It was just like, she was like, you know, I'm your mom. I'm just like kind of making sure everything happened. But like, you talking about, yeah. you know, she, your mom wasn't, like, you guys weren't out. And about like just from where right, y'all right. from? Yeah, no, nah, we keep we keep it we keep it real tied down. But I feel like my mom knew it was real when, like you know, she put me on the property shit. Like moms handled like a lot of my real estate investments. You know what I'm saying? And when I, I had crashed my first Hellcat, and uh, she was like, you know, I know you like your cars, but you know, I feel like you need to do something that stick. So she had found an apartment unit in Compton for like with four units on it. It was like a million dollars. I came straight cash. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, mom, I'm gonna do it. And it was fast. And she like, damn, like, he really getting to it. So it's just like these real life experiences kind of help her to understand like this shit real. This ain't no, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he rap, he do it. Like, he really out here doing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Real life, helping her grandma, everybody else get out the way. Hold on. Let, hey. People always ask me, the proudest moment of my life, right? I bought my mom a Benz and I bought her a house. Yeah. And I bought my house later. Right. And yeah, like, you know, this is hip hop, you know, once you have some success, you know what I mean? You get all the the gifts or whatever that come with it. But man, I ain't gonna lie to you, I enjoyed the experience of getting my mom. A situation yeah. more than I, I ever did when it came to me. But see, that's that's what I'm saying with the real estate and shit. It's like my mom was always a person who like I give her all the money, and she just go, she go like she bought, a, uh, she bought a um, a beauty salon. Really, you know, I give I give her money, she do shit like that. So it's like my mom just she ain't never been the type of person to, you know, be kind of you know I rose, Rory, whatever. Like I pull up, that don't really. That's not really, you know, my mom, she see that, it's cool, but having properties is like, you know, that's that's where moms is proud mostly at, yeah. like me really doing that. You know, I'm in a situation right now where I'm trying to buy these uh, 16 units, mm. this apartment complex, 
So we're trying to close the deal. It's this black dude, older, he like 70. And uh, I met him off the first jug with the four units. And he was like, man, like, you know, I'm getting old. I'm getting older. And, uh, you know, he got a daughter. And she be willing and dealing the game. But, you know, he really want to pass it down to somebody he can trust. And he can, he he know that his legacy will continue to be a success, you know. And God bless me, put people in my life like that, you know. So, like I say, my mom, she always just been spearheaded on just making good decisions as far as the money. And, like, that's where she be most proud of you know, buying a house, doing all the shit, like that's cool, you know, but what's gonna pay for that house? You know, the music is like virtual real estate. It's something we make, we create 30 minutes, 20 minutes. It's virtual real estate. We can make this shit with our voice, our hands. But when you got something you can physically touch, you know, that's from her era, that's that's more yeah, yeah. valuable than, okay, I just did this song. I, I explained to her, I do 12 sentences on a song. I make 300 bands, 400 bands, whatever. That's that's cool. Does she get it? That's cool, but you know, it's like having that real having that real, you could pull up to this shit. My grandmas, my kids, my grandkids, if they don't go out with nothing, they got a place to lay their head. That shit that she, that's like what she really prays more than anything. The music is cool, the Grammy's cool. I feel like I'm her son. She know that a nigga always had the willpower and the strength to do all the shit that I was gonna do. But you know, in, in, in just a real world, that's the type of shit that make her proud. You know what I'm saying? Not not the accolades or me selling records or none of that shit because she know that that's possible. She know I could do that shit in my sleep. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's fire. And by the way, I, I think that's the best way to start this. Uh, welcome to another episode of Off The Record, man. Listen, Come man, on. I'm sitting here with, man, a young legend, somebody who I met, I believe, in 2018. That's what my man Leaf told me, 2018, Complex Con. Man, I was watching this guy like, Man, I know where he was at musically. I just saw some shit that just drew me to him. Melodies was infectious. Come on. I saw his story was real. I saw like when he was making music, it felt like he was bringing the pain and he was bringing the he was bringing his real life into it, and the authenticity could never be denied. All right. And I had the great opportunity of meeting you then. And I remember, like, you know, I'm with Complex, and I'm grabbing cameraman. I say, yo, we got to go talk to this guy. <laughs> and it was like, who, who? Because, you know, there's so many different people. It's Complex Con. Still, it's thing, Roddy Rich. <laughs> they didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. A couple, couple months later, they did get it. Yeah. But we met then, and, um, man, life and your careers has taken you so many different places. For sure. That... I do want to bring it back to then. What is the biggest difference from now till then, where we met you rocking up? Was it Antikumpo jersey? Yeah. You know, we're Berta. You over here? I remember we had a quick conversation. We took a picture. This on third, and like, you know, you were moving, but you didn't really know where this was gonna go. Right. What's the difference from then till now? I feel like, uh, you know, mentally stronger. You know, uh, really got to see real life through a, a, a different a different lens. I feel like I'm still in the same place as far as just, you know, the hunger of, of being greater or being great. You know, I just felt like shit. 
we we still we still in the story. We still making this shit move as we go. You know, I feel like that's where I'm at mentally. I left that place a couple of times, but you know where I'm at right now. I feel like that's that's kind of where I'm at. Just like being in that position. You know what I'm saying? So I remember what drew me to you. I felt hunger. I felt pain. I felt the story. Yeah. And I felt somebody who was telling it. And I was like, man, everything that was being embodied, it felt like, you know what I mean? It was just homegrown videos. I said, damn, this dude is... Authenticity in hip-hop could never be replicated. Right. And I felt it. And I seen you get to the mountaintops. Because... Mm-hmm. We could recount it. I remember being like, either in your DM, I'm, I don't know how we were communicating. I was like, yo, yo, I need that song every season. I was pressing you about yeah, nah, it. This is before y'all even start working, Die Young. Yeah. Die Young, every season, out the mud. Y'all, y'all are going crazy. Y'all get to the point where you have songs like, you dropped your album now, Box. You're now featured on songs like Rockstar. You're now Roddy Rich to the whole world. You're an international pop star. What is that feeling like, first of all? <laughs> it's all the same, you know? Nah, Roddy. So, it is. What are the motions you're going through, though? Because I remember when I met you, it's like, what I told everybody from when I met you, I said, man... Many humble, but like, you know, he's soft spoken. Like, he's not, he's not a nigga, he, he don't come across like a nigga who's gonna be talking a bunch of shit and yeah. bragging about what he got. Like, he was very humble. But even humbleness, I don't think you knew that you were gonna have that trajectory. Uh-huh. So, so how, how, when, when that's happening, how is that like, Affecting you? How is it changing you? Maybe, maybe not changing you. How is it changing other people around you? You gotta understand, like <clears throat> during certain times of my life, you know, shit that happened that bring me back back down to earth. When I was number one on the Billboard charts, you know, I had a son. You know, check the stats. My son' birthday, April fifteenth, twenty twenty. You know, so <clears throat> with that going on, that'll bring you back down to earth. Like, okay. It's my firstborn son. To the world, I'm I'm a I'm a superstar, but at the same time, it's real life shit going on where I gotta be present in these moments. You know what I mean? So that's why I say a lot of that shit is the same to me because I feel like shit. I was really going through real life while everybody was celebrating all this shit. I'm still down on earth dealing with real, real world, not problems, but just situations. You get what I'm saying? So that's why even like with the box, like went viral on TikTok. That's what I was telling you. Like all the shit, I didn't see none of that shit. I still don't, I don't got TikTok as an app. I don't have it. Probably should. Are you not realizing how people are changing their reaction to? Because the, the, sometimes when, when, when you're trapped inside, you know, no pun intended, your own box, right? And like you're having success, you see people start changing. Right. Around you, so they, so now when you're successful, the person who used to come at you a certain way, they come at you a different way. Right. You see, people just start like it's a lot more yeses. It's a lot more people just trying to 
being the in the crowd, they want to be around you because they know you're the guy. Right. That might not change you, but it changes how you deal with people because you see how people changed. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like <clears throat> somebody told me something, right? It's like uh, nobody could take advantage of you if you give away all your advantages. So it's like when you deal with people, you don't really try to understand their motives, intentions. You always stay smart in your brain enough to know what's going on. But you give all that shit up because at the end of the day, that'll throw you off your course. If you look to the left or to the right of what somebody's doing, you're trying to get to the finish line. You can't really worry about what's going on. And some of those people, when you're jumping over hurdles, they'll hit the hurdle and fuck up. They'll fall. And if you paying attention to what you got going on, you're going to hit the motherfuckers every time. You're going to bounce over them hurdles. You looking left and right, you might miss your footing, fall, shit like that happened in the track race. So I always like to put my life in, in, in analogy form where a motherfucker understand what I'm saying. Like, I don't look to the left or right to see how fast this person might be going. They might slow down. So at the end of the day, when I'm at the finish line, when I've completed my goal, when I've understood why I came and I, and I do what I'm supposed to do when I get there and I look to my right and a nigga not there or I look to my left, nigga not there and I'm taking pictures with the, with the trophy, that's not on me because I won. The nigga to the left or to the right didn't necessarily get to the point where I needed them to be. So it's like, you know, you, 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 you take all that shit with a grain of salt. You, you, you understand, you know, and salt is, 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 is you, you taste it. You understand what what it is, but you don't, you don't over, you don't put too much energy into it or, you know, try to, try to figure it out too much because then you get lost in, well, what did this mean or what did that mean or did, was he coming like that? Was she coming like that? Damn, I don't, and you would just get lost in this world where that ain't really real life. You feel me? Real life is what's in front of you, what's on your plate. You got to eat it. You can't, you can't worry about what they trying to, they trying to give you some shrimp. You got I ain't worried about that. I'm, I'm on this plate right here. You know what I'm saying? So that's just kind of how I deal with a lot of people. People say it's selfish or arrogance, but it's not. It's just really staying focused and isolating myself or isolating the goal and the, and the, and the accomplishments and continuing to, you know, push, push for that instead of worrying about everything else around, you know? No, I completely get it. So for me, right, and and, and I'm just thinking about, your success, man, after you had success, and again, man, the reason why I talked about how we met and just how I was captivated by your authenticity and your story is because I'm in a unique position. Right. Man, I'm a fan of this shit. I feel like I live it every day. Like, I don't treat what I do as a job. I treat it as this is just who I am. And I'm I'm fortunate to make a living from it. And when I love you as an artist, like, that's what I listen to all the time. And I see you and I saw you, like, you know, you went to, like, this pretty much got quickly to this apex. Like, you know what I mean? You're talking about these songs. Like, I think The Box is a diamond song. And then the first thing I started thinking to myself, I say, yo, I hope this isn't a curse. Right. I hope he don't 
become one of the artists who say, well, man, I already got all the, like, man, I already got a diamond song. What the fuck y'all niggas is talking about? Right. Because seeing where you were at, I felt there was still more to go. And not in terms of making money, but having songs like The Box, like, nigga, you needed to keep going. Right. And I remember I'm sitting back and I'm watching, and I'm like, you hope Roddy don't think that, like, he's some international pop star that don't got to drop music like Ed Sheeran for, like, four years. Right. And I've been on that since then. Explain to me. Why didn't you drop music maybe before then? Because, again, I think a lot of people speculate, but they, they've never been in your shoes. Right. And as a fan, and I always say I'm a fan, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I've seen other situations maybe that seem similar, similar to you, but right. how do I know if it's really like yours without being in your shoes? Right. So you speak on it. All right. Uh, <clears throat> just just to give whoever don't know my history on the discography side, you know, uh, a lot of people battle with me on this, even from the first drop. You know, I always took a, a year to drop from Feed the Streets 1, Feed the Streets 2, Antisocial, Live Life Fast was the longest. But I always took a year to drop. It never, I never was an artist every six months, every three months, every nine months. I never was that artist. I was always an artist every 12 months, I'm a drop. They know Feed the Streets, the first Feed the Streets uh, came out, we tried to shoot for October 22nd, my birthday. It came out in November around Thanksgiving, which was just a situation, it was just a coincidence. So uh, the second Feed the Streets, we did the same thing, dropped it around Thanksgiving, it came out, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, we're anti-social. We dropped it December 6th, which is almost Thanksgiving, but it didn't make it. So we go December 6th. I went diamond on a song. The um, Box. The Box. Um, with that, you know, I always look at this shit like chess. So, you know, even with the first day I dropped the song, within 24 hours, I think we had a show in Canada. Did you know it was going to be that big? It was that big the second day I dropped it. Did you know before you dropped it? Yeah. <laughs> really? For sure. If you go check the history, uh, on December 5th or December 6th, I dropped the Triller, the only Triller I ever dropped with that song playing because I told the whole team that was going to be a hit, and it was a hit. Even with High Fashion, um, I told them it's going to come around spring break. That's when everybody going to feel that song. It didn't. It wasn't an automatic hit. It came spring break. That's when they started working it. So even with that, right? So going back to dropping the box, whatever, December 6th. We came out, like I said, in Canada, did the show. They knew every, every word, word for word, the second day it came out or the first day within 24 hours. So me knowing what I got on my hands, I'm knowing, all right, boom, six months. I'm a tour, six months. This is before a pandemic. Mm. So having a hit song, you tour. Usually big artists, they tour for two years. You're still a new artist. So how do you know this in the context of being in the business? Because it still feels like you're, you're kind of new to the business. Yeah, but I'm a visionary act. Okay. When you're a visionary, um, 
you see things before it happens. You understand that energy is everything. The energy you put out is the energy you get. The vision you see is what you get. You feel me? So, you know, with that being said, you understand the powers you hold. You know what you're going to do. You know what's going on. So we put the song out. And like I said, shit, we, we, we waited a long time because of touring. That was the first thing. I didn't, I didn't really tour until the top of that next year. We went on tour for four months, three, four months, something like that, whatever, and was touring. I was touring the song, Pandemic Hit, Bow. Now we sitting down. You know, you got to think about all these different variables that came into a nigga plate that, you know, we didn't foresee a pandemic happening because that's a real world problem that just came out of nowhere. When it come to music, I- Did it fuck up the tour? No, I didn't fuck up tour. We, but it we, came right after. It came right after tour. Right after I finished the tour, pandemic was- Presented bow, we gotta sit down in LA for months. I think they said three months when the first when the, when the Corona shit first hit. Bow, we gotta sit in LA for three months. So boom, that's seven months. Mm. After tour, that's four months. Corona, that's seven months. Then it got worse. Now all the restaurants closed down. You gotta understand, I'm on the West. I'm not in Atlanta. I'm not in Florida. I'm not in nowhere but the West. So if I'm sitting down in the West, I got to understand what the Western government was going on on the West side. So, boom, we sit down three months. Now restaurants closed. Now we sitting down another three months. That's six months. How much is that? Six months of sitting down, four months of tour. That's 10 months. Mm -hmm. We drop an album every year. And I didn't feel like dropping an album at that time because we was just in such a weird place. Why would I drop an album during a pandemic? I can't tour. I tried to do a video for high fashion. That's four or five times platinum, no video. I couldn't even do a video. They had a million dollar budget. I couldn't even do the video because of Corona. I got songs that's multi-platinum, two times, three times, one time platinum, no video. You, 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 you know what's also missing? I'm glad you said that because I'm thinking, damn, so wait, how did you get a fucking diamond song if... TikTok and all these other things are working, which which doesn't require a tour. So nah. your songs are succeeding, right. but you're not work. You're not we out can't there move. working. It. We can't move. We mm. from the west. We not in other places where they can move. Getting these clubs, work their records. We on the west. All my songs, yeah, they 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 go up on the east. We got love in Philly. We got love in New York. We got love on that side. But when you you paying a hundred bands to fly private to go do these shows. You want to sit down too, nigga. The money is important. You get what I'm saying? So, boom, we sitting down. That's twelve. I just gave you ten months. Okay, two months we off because of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Boom, we come back. That's the top of the year. Now, Roddy done been sitting down in a high rise for twelve months. Ain't dropped a song. The mental toll that I have on a nigga is real. You get what I'm trying to say? That's what people try to sweep under the rug. They don't really understand or they don't really give no sympathy to that. So we understand that. That's cool, too. You know, it's top of the year. Boom. Now I'm like, all right, boom. I told Burr, like, nigga, I want to move to Miami because this shit, I can't move nowhere. I can't move a muscle. So you were down to leave L.A.? Just go to Miami. I can't move. Damn. I can't move. I go to Miami. I could do a show every night. I could do it. I could tour in Miami or tour in Florida, rather, for a month, two months straight. Make money and do what I'm supposed to do because that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Boom, I go down there. We recording. Always been recording. We stay recording. Months go by. I drop another single in May. We in 2021. 
We just went from 2019 to 2021 in four minutes. You got to understand the perspective. You get what I'm trying to say? They got to understand the perspective. I'm glad you're breaking this down because I was one of the people saying, man, why Roddy not dropping? Yeah. So this is what I said. And and feel free free to be like, your act, you tweak it. I'm like, damn, Roddy might be feeling himself because he got these big ass singles and them shits is going crazy. What you got to understand? I'm I'm not an internet nigga, so feeling myself is like... Am Roddy, I feeling myself in real life? Name the last thing before you that went went dynamic. You can't name it. By themselves? Yeah. And then name a nigga after you. You can't name it. Yeah, I don't even know. Exactly. <laughs> so so that's the point where like Roddy's in a situation where Roddy went from the nigga who was upcoming in rap to now being a complete juggernaut. Not only that. When did Rockstar hit? Right. <laughs> Shit. Weeks after the box. So exactly. So you got two songs that is like ridiculous when it comes to like, you know what everybody said to me? But that's what, that be my point is like, what do you want me to do? You want me to drop a song like that every six months? That's not feasible. The highest niggas in the game ain't doing that shit. And if they is, you know what's going on. But you're a new artist. Yeah, I Roddy, hear that new, shit. Hold on, Roddy, you a new artist. But you don't want to burn yourself out either. You're right. You don't want to burn yourself out, but here's yeah. the thing. Niggas done burnt themselves out. It's niggas that done came out after me, before me. They burnt. They burnt out. They can't get no... They ain't getting nothing I'm getting to show. They not but getting nothing I'm getting to show. because you got burnt. young niggas fucking with you, they not used to you dropping a song and then you don't drop nothing for the next 15 months. Yeah. And I, and like I say, I, and that's why I was I was asking. I'm like, I hope Roddy not feeling himself. Now you're explaining it like, yo, yeah, we we forget that the pandemic and other things. Like, you, you got to think like, nigga, I'm selling like Cardi B. Cardi B is another. I say her because she's another high higher up on my label. I'm 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 selling like Bruno Mars. I'm selling like these people. So now when I'm sitting down in my meetings at my label, it's not just. The regular degler no more. We might get a motherfucker from Warner to come in. We might get Val's son to pop in and say a few words and his opinion of what he might want to, you know what I'm saying? It's, that's Warner. That's on. That's Atlantic. You know what I'm saying? We really up there at that point. Yeah. So the meetings is getting different. How we approaching this shit is just way different. How I came in the game, nigga, we pull up in the hood. I got a whole lot of cash. We, we doing the video. That's the simplicity of the shit. Now... After the box done came, we ain't even had no video for the box. Three months later, after the box came out, two months, whatever. Now we do a video. Now we so now we catch we playing catch up to get to and and this is the thing like motherfuckers be thinking they got it figured out. They know what it what the shit is or what or the but they really don't be knowing. You know what I'm saying? A breakdown of how this shit really go and how they it's a quarter system even with the label. After a certain time in the end of the year, I'm such a big selling artist, I'm not even supposed to drop within that time. You get what I'm saying? Because they want to put the whole engine behind a nigga or somebody might drop at this point, I got to wait two two months, whatever to drop because it's, it's a real engine behind this shit and a nigga's a real earner or a gainer at the label. They not trying to give me 10, 15 million and they ain't get, you get what I'm saying? And they, and they, and they ain't really So basically, even, even the label is saying, listen, we got some shit that's working already. Let's not put out new product on the market nah, when we nah, still nah. sell the last I'm, I'm not saying that at all. They, they want a nigga to drop, but it just it has to be a plan with this shit. You notice 
<clears throat> with Late at Night. We dropped that in May. You get what I'm saying? That's a, a double platinum song that's on the album that nobody talks about. Everybody's saying this album is dead, but it's like, nigga, we, <laughs> it's niggas that don't get a gold single on they, on their album. I have a double platinum song on my album. But the first project, and this is what I said, you know, and we won't get to like, you know, the recent happenings or whatever. Right. I hate some of the narrative going on because you got to such a high with that first album, uh-huh. Antisocial, right. that everybody is judging off of that. They're not allowing time for shit to build, shit to breathe. It's either... But I'm saying if you want to go run antisocial, just, just pay me. Go run that motherfucker. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Just go run it. Just go play it. Go play anti-social. That's what you want. That's the rider you want to hear. Go play that. You want feed the streets? Go play feed the streets too. Feed the streets three ain't out yet. I can't give you what I what ain't out. I I don't know. You get what I'm saying? I can't. I can't. I can only be Roddy. I I can't. I can't please everybody. I can't. You know what I mean? And and with this shit, it's all planning. That's that's my whole point. It's all planning. So it's like if we dropping singles that's doing all these numbers and we don't drop an album to follow up, which is my fault. Because I was like, shit, I don't want to drop. I don't want to drop a, a album after I put a single. I want to drop the album isolated. So that was that was. I could take that blame on myself. I'm not gonna so, blame. Wait, with Atlantic, could you make that call? Do whatever I want. They gonna let me do whatever I want. Atlantic ain't. They ain't no label to not let me. I can call the higher ups at all, at any given time of the day, night, two in the morning, one in the morning, and say I'm dropping right now. They gonna let me do it. But at the end of the day, in this game, it's 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 still a business. You gotta have a plan. Like I'm saying, like with late at night, that song was such a crazy song that people caught on to maybe two or three months later or whatever. If I would have dropped the album within three months, two months within that within that time frame, the math on it, you gotta think. If a, if a record sell two million copies. That means that I have 125,000 album sales. If I were to drop an album within that and did whatever I did, that what, 70K, 65, 60, whatever I did, I would have dropped and I would have been 180 up. Now I doubled my last album and and, and now the the trolls and all the shit, now they, oh, okay, he, he did what he was supposed to do. Now let me tune in and see what he's talking about. Just because the numbers didn't align up or the timing or the plan didn't really... Fall the way it was supposed to fall, and now now niggas got this different narrative of how they want to play it. But I know what's going on. I don't really that shit is cool. They could play it however they want to play it, but I still know I'm a earner. I'm still where and, I'm at. I ain't and and Roddy, this is why I'm here because I know you are in the black a lot. Come on, when it comes to to your label, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you you definitely not want niggas to be like yo, you know. When people talk about flop the center, usually we talk about, oh, the label gave him so much money, he's just saying, Roddy's made so much money for the label already. Like, he could, he could. Nigga, it's 2022. I dropped a hit last year all over the radio. So, but, but, but then this, is when, <laughs> this is when I get concerned. Because I'm on social media and everybody's like, yo, Roddy just disappeared. Okay. So now I'm like, mate, are you, don't tell me you're letting these niggas get to you. Hell no. Nah. You got to understand, before the fame, I wasn't an Instagram nigga. They'll tell you, I wasn't, no Insta- I wasn't getting on Instagram live, t- 
taking pictures. I don't even take pictures of myself. I really be putting shit on. 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 on, on drip every day. I'm throwing it on. Maybe I have a Nike tech on. I go to the gym, throw some Nike on, whatever. But it's like, nigga, I'm really having this shit on and I don't take pictures. Having cars, having house, whatever. I don't take pictures of none of that shit. That's just not my personality. If a motherfucker don't understand that, then they just not a fan. But the timing of you getting on social media, which I think, so you, you put out a snippet, right? right? Why did you get on social media so quick? It felt like it was reactionary. I feel like shit, the top of the year, you go back to Instagram, the top of the year, I posted a picture. New year, new goals. What I meant by that is, I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta pop up, cause niggas saying I, I disappeared. In my, in my thinking, I ain't disappeared. I've been in my skin this whole time. Shit, I'm, I'm here. But I guess maybe the world need to see me a little more present. I guess maybe the world need to hear this music a little more clear. I think I they wanted to... to see the rollout. So, so it's like, okay. what comes with a rollout is like, you know, and, and it's for every artist. Like, you know, what I mean, it don't matter who's dropping. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's only a select few who could maybe just drop the album and just let the album just speak for do itself. What it's gonna do, yeah. They want to hear you, and uh -huh. we've seen the big boy interview. But like, I think they wanted to see more of you kind of embodying what this project was about and what it meant to you. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, the internet started getting a narrative, and they were like, "Well, we're not seeing him no more, so he must be hiding." Mm -hmm. So then you drop the snippet, and then of course the internet doing what the internet do. So as soon as you you kind of get off social media, they're like, "Oh, he's running from it." Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the internet is such a toxic place where like they latch on to anything that they could believe is real, and if that becomes a narrative, they're like, "Yo, well, well, we got Roddy like Roddy running from it because we tell him he right, made right. it." And, and with that, like, boom, deactivate. All the socials. Why did you do that? Right. It's, it's, it was a reason. It's, you know, it was my granny's 80th birthday that day. Uh, she had a party. Uh, I pulled up on her. I was in Long Beach. I pulled up on her, gave her a hug, kiss, gave her some dough, you know, and shoot, I went about my day, had a video shoot with Mozzie. Um, I got a call that one of my close family members had a heart attack. Um, me and this family member, you know, we, we never, well, we... It didn't, we never seen eye to eye, but, re, you know, just of time, four or five years, we ain't, we ain't, we don't talk, we don't see eye to eye. It's been a lot of like, and he, he you know, he's a strong, um, you know, uh, what would I say, uh, a, real, a real stamp in my family. You know, he, he's a real foundation in my family, you know, held it down for everybody, aunties, cousins, uncles, everybody. You look out for everybody, but... You know, we just, as men, you know, we, 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 we ain't see eye to eye and that shit fucked me up. You know what I mean? Like, just the possibility of him not being with me here no more. I couldn't have those conversations. We had conversations. He do construction. He been doing construction for 30 years. You know, um, you know when I get that house, you know, that 20, 25, $30 million house, nigga, you going to come and go get the architects, draw the plans up. You ain't got to build it, but we're going to do this shit together. So if you ever, you know, see your fate and, and go see God... I always have something to represent you in this life. And like a lot of that shit kind of was just playing in my head, fucked me up. And I had a, another serious conversation with my pops about my son, you know, certain things that could be going on. And a lot of that shit just kind of just, it was weighing down, you know, and I, and I felt like even still too, I'm gonna be real and a human shit with all the shit that's been going on, been going on on the internet. I feel like I can't please shit. 
You know what I'm saying? With the album, this, that, and the third, I can't please nobody. Let me just back up a little bit because this internet shit ain't never even been me. I've been trying to give my fans just a little taste of what we gonna give them. Just do what I'm gonna do, but this shit ain't even, this shit ain't working for me. So I ain't, you know, it, it ain't a run thing. It's just like shit. Let me just fall back a little bit, take my time to think, really understand a lot of these situations. I ain't make no public, you know, um, statement about nothing that I was going through, but you know, a nigga go through shit just like anybody else in this world. You know, we not superhuman. It's not like shit, we get to these points, we get famous and we don't have hearts and minds and we don't go through shit. I feel like a lot of people forget that. So, you know, with all that shit being said, that's really a sum up of, of everything that was going on in one day. Future had a line in one of his songs. He said, I've been through more shit this year than a nigga been through in a lifetime. That shit, you go through, when you get to a certain points and you, and you got all these, all these baggage on your back, sometimes you go through more shit than, a, than an average person. And it's not because God is picking on you, but it's just because you're chosen. It's a lot of shit that you gotta just weed through and get through and keep your mental strong. A lot of this shit is just practice for, you know, you to keep climbing these heights and you to keep doing this shit on a high level. I ain't never, you know, ran from it or said I don't understand it. I just always stand in my truth and understand what's going on and, and, and do my best to handle all this shit. I don't, I'm not running from nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just human. So at the end of the day, I don't want to hear from nobody. I don't want nobody DMing me, talk about I'm pulling up to LA on Super Bowl. Can, you, can we come kick it? All the shit. I don't want to hear that until Thursday or Friday when we already here. And if you in LA, Pull up, I don't want to hear none of that shit the week before because I knew what I had to do. I knew I got to go do these shows. I know I got to pop out in L.A. It's so much shit going on in L.A. That shit will fuck you up. It's niggas, it's, it's, it's only three niggas left in L.A. that I, I can say that's really putting on for this motherfucker. Kendrick, YG, and me. When you really sit down and understand that, the type of, the type of, the type of baggage we got as niggas from this spot... You gotta understand what we what we going through as as a unit, nigga. We we I ain't gonna say we down, but nigga, we we gotta put this shit together. We gotta figure out the plan to really set this shit up, like we because we really the West. We've been doing this shit for too long to really just stop and have have soldiers being fallen, nigga. We it's niggas out here just flopping. It's niggas falling. It's niggas. We gotta you know what I mean. We gotta step up as the niggas because it's only three of us left. I I took it like this. I didn't feel any type of way about it. So the internet started going with whatever that But I'm like, man, man, I forget. This man just dropped a project. Little title was like, please forgive me, I'm antisocial. Right. So I'm like, from me meeting you, you not the nigga who's just gonna be on social media giving people what the whatever reaction they want. Right. Or being there to whatever questions they have. So it's like, man. I don't need to be here. Right. And even some, like, the, the thing is, for me, even if you were there, I don't think, I wouldn't have thought you would have given answers in that format because but you're see, not I'm, that I'm, nigga. I'm just, I'm just giving a nigga maybe just some type of understanding of what's going on in my mind because it's like, you get these niggas these short answers and then it's like, all right, well, that's it. So now... Me sitting behind this mic talking to you, I'm yeah. trying to explain like this going on, that's going on, this going on. So you gotta just step in a nigga's shoes for a little bit to understand exactly what might be going on, just on a, in a whole broad scheme of shit. You know, it's a lot of, it's it's just a lot on where I'm from. I don't have a system where I can hop on this nigga song, this nigga song. We all turn. It's only three of us. 
That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's only three and four of us, and we are from different sections. You know what I'm saying? These guys may be repping the red. These guys may be repping the black. These guys may be repping the blue. So we don't, we, we might not be too in cahoots. It's not that we're not friends and we don't fuck with each other. I fuck with all these niggas I just I just named, but we don't kick it with each other because you know we 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 been like this. This his section is his section, his section is so we just you know it's it's not. We don't. It's not that we don't fuck with each other, but it's just that we we may be in our own different lives doing what we do on our level. So it's just I'm just trying to bring the listener in on on, on maybe a little insight to understand the position and that we really in as a unit over here on this West shit. This shit is way different from anything you ever seen on on any other platform. These niggas can hang with each other. They gamble with each other. They do all that shit. We just now trying to get on that. We trying to figure it out. We trying to fuck with each other. We trying to pull up and fuck with each other on that level because we know that that's what we got to do at this point. We could be each other's, you know what I'm saying, each other's crutches when maybe this and that happen. You know what I'm saying? So just understanding that we don't have no system to, oh, this nigga dropping an album next week? Fuck it, I'm on that. And this single might go up. This, this ain't that. You know what I'm saying? We really got to be planning this shit. We really got to move right. We got to keep our head on the swivel. It's a lot of shit that go on on this West. This West shit, this L.A. shit been crazy this last year. And you got to open your eyes to see that, you know? Like, niggas is running in cribs. Niggas is taking niggas shit. That's a what, whole nother... What the fuck is going that's on That's a whole that? nother world. That's a whole... This Fuck the music shit. That's a whole nother world a nigga got to worry about. I ain't worried about it, but... That's just what's going on in real life. Is it pressure, though? Because, like, what you described, and when you say, like, yo, it's like three of us out here, we trying to hold it down, it's like, I look at it from the perspective of, well, ain't nobody beating on Kendrick's door like, yo, give us answers, but you are the newest of those I'm the young three. nigga. I, I'm so, the young so nigga. they want you to be in tune and be more communicative. Right? So, like, they want you to be speaking and just, like, you know, responding. So, it's like, we know Kendrick ain't going to say nothing, but we want to hear from you. So, what it is. Right. Do you, is that pressure? Nah. I just feel like, shit, I always had a communication problem. I ain't never, I ain't never been too communi- uh, communicative, if that's a word, or, yeah, yeah. you know, just been on a communication tip. So, I, I'm trying to get better at it, but, you know, that shit come with time. If they want to grow with me and understand what's going on in a real world situation, then you know they fans. But if they if they ain't rocking with the vibe, then it is what it is. Shit, I can't force nobody to listen, turn this shit on, or fuck with Roddy on outside of what's going on. Cause I'm not gonna press the line about you know whatever they think or whatever they feel. It, it is what it is. They gonna have to just understand that shit for themselves. You know what I mean? Let me ask you, I'm, I'm asking you a dumb question. So, so because, it, again, this is just what the ignorance of thinking is like. So you're not here like, man, my last album not hitting like antisocial, man. I'm not feeling too good. Because mm-hmm. everybody who I've been talking to who don't know you, they're like, man, the way Roddy moving, he might be in his feelings about like his album not being mm-hmm. as hot as this other album. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's moving the way he's moving. But mm-hmm. he getting humbled now. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you take that or, like, how do you, if, if you hear that criticism, like, man, what, what does that mean to you? Nothing. Like, I don't feel nothing about that. I feel like whatever, I feel like a lot of people project they, whatever they feel like they would, if they was in these situations, how they would feel. 
I don't feel none of that shit. <laughs> I don't feel none of that shit, bro. I'm Just chilling. I, back I, 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 I wake up in the 90210, <laughs> nigga. That's my zip code for real. I'm talking about in real yeah. life. 90210. You know what that means? The nigga from zip code 90003 or 90002. Nigga, you know what that means? Nigga, you know what that means? Well, you tell me. A black nigga owning a property in 90210. You own it out there. Owning. I, I, I see, you know me, I'm a pocket watcher. So I've seen I that you some shit out there. Yeah. You, in the, I, you know, bro, you know me. I'm saying, so it's just like for a nigga to feel like I'm in my feelings about this shit. All right. That's your opinion. But I feel like you just voicing how you would feel if you was in my shoes. You feel me? Man, nigga 23 on me. Yo, I ain't no, no, you, no, but you're right, though. Yo, you're 23, but it's big expectations on your shoulders. But I'm not tripping I, about with that. All That's respect, cool. With all due respect, with all due respect to YG, uh-huh. I don't think there's been an artist other than Kendrick mm-hmm. that we've seen from the West Coast that we put so much weight and pressure on. I'm saying, who's done any of this shit at 22, 21? Anybody, anywhere, around the world. The West... All right, we had that conversation. I'm saying around the world, who done did whatever a nigga did? Name me one. Okay. Well, fuck that. Do you feel- <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. No, you're right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm playing devil's advocate. Nah, honey. Because this is what these niggas going to say. Because when they watching this, they don't want to hear that. Uh, honey. That's you. You tell them uh, what honey. you don't want to hear. Uh, so, honey. so. For the niggas who watching this, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna like, give y'all. Why would I feel? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna like, give y'all the questions that y'all y'all typing right now, like yo, act, but but say this. But they're gonna be like, well, but yeah, but like yeah, you did that, but now we felt like you fell off, like you're not giving us the shit we want. I'm always working, always humbled to be here, proud, happy to be here. I ain't never felt like I'm in a different position from nothing, but at the end of the day. You know, it's all a work in progress. I feel like all this shit is just a real story. I ain't no fucking industry plant. I ain't no motherfucker that. Do you feel like your last album, right, mm-hmm. was a letdown compared to Antisocial? No. I wouldn't have did nothing different. I would have put it out the same. The same. It's nothing different. I wouldn't have did nothing different. Why? Because it was moments in there that I, every album, I always put shit in there that I want to happen. I want, I wanted to live life fast, all the shit. My first rap, uh, song I ever rapped on was uh, Push It To The Limit, Rick Ross. So it was an honor to be able to take mm. Live Fast, Die Young, Kanye West, I'm working with Ye. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm actually making this shit my intro. These niggas is fucking with me on that. I ain't, I wouldn't have did nothing different, bro. I probably I probably drop more music now that I see the climate of, of my fans wanting more music. Cool, that's probably the only thing I do different. What do you feel about that? Because like, does that compromise you as an artist who, you know, you have a st- you have like how you move when you want to drop music, but then it feels like the fans is like, nah, just give us more, give us yeah, more. Yeah, I, lo- I love my fans. At the end of the day, who do we do it for? The people who listen to us, the people who been with us from the beginning, the homies, you know what I'm saying? That's who we do this shit for. So if my fans want to hear more of me, who am I to be like, nah, I want y'all to hear more of me. I want y'all to hear more of me. If that's what y'all want, I'm going to give y'all that. 
but I'm not about to go outside my character. I'm not gonna go outside my plans. I'm not about to just fling shit out like I don't know what's going on. Y'all wanna hear more of me? All right, cool. I'ma hop on Instagram a little more, play these snippets. I'ma throw this shit up on Twitter. If that's what y'all wanna hear, y'all wanna hear more of me, cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. But they not gonna dictate how I move realistically. Were you, you know offended by some of the reaction to the last snippet you posted? No. They tried to make that a thing. No. No. Chilling. I'm glad you're addressing it because, because you're a, you know, you know, we talked before we even got on the show and I was like, yo, the reason why I, I, I started tweeting about certain shit because I enjoy your music, but mm-hmm. I also understand how artists get pushed in the corner when you're fighting against narratives. And when you're right. fighting against narratives, sometimes it's hard to beat because you're fighting the internet. It's hard, you can't beat the internet. Yeah. So, I ain't even trying to beat them though. That's the thing. I ain't trying to beat no internet. I never been an internet nigga. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna hear me. Pu- I'm a fly. I'm this. I'm that. Nigga, you crazy. If you ever think Roddy would say, if you know me personally, you know I'm never gonna say that shit about myself. But if they not fans, then that's where that shit comes in. Where like you don't even know me, so you may see this shit and be like, oh, that's real. He feel that way or. Whatever, but like, nigga, if you know me in real life, in real time, if you really ever listen to my music or know what I be talking about, I motivate niggas. I put niggas in a situation where it's like, nigga, you may be down, nigga, but you gonna come up. I always talk about that in my music and all my songs. That's my story. That's where I came from. I came from being the, 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 the nigga that, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't always the loudest nigga in the room. I wasn't always the nigga that everybody, oh shit, that's right, you know what I'm saying? I, I, Sometimes I may be the nigga in the back in the cut. I ain't talking. I ain't saying nothing. You might not notice. But when I popped out, when, when this shit really happened, there it is. So who am I to be a nigga to switch up on that, even, even that thought process like, ah, oh, nigga, I'm this, I'm that. Like, no, man. I really push this motivational shit. I really push this shit. Like, nigga, you can get it however you need to get it. You can... You can be whatever you want to be. You can come from the bottom, go to the top. That's my music. That's my soul. That's what I. That's what I push. That's who I am. So it's just like for people to feel like, you know, this or that. That's that's like I said. That's that's their own feelings being reflected. You know, positive people don't 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 put out negative energy. You you'll rarely hear a positive person that's really positive, truly positive. They're not gonna say no shit that's negative. They're not gonna give you no. Negative answers. They're not gonna throw out negative energy. People who who withhold that negative energy, who are, who thrive and vibe off that negative energy, that's what they gonna put out. So that's what they. That's who those people are. But we ain't. That's not what we identify with. We really the niggas that push this shit from the bottom to the top. So it's you know that's what that is. That's I, so I can't I can't identify with, with who they trying to portray me to be. I can't identify with that. I ain't gonna accept that. Hmm. All right, all right. I'm gonna say this to you, <laughs> and, and and this is a real. Again, I love you enough to talk to you like a fan. Yeah, yeah. So I've had this discussion about your music. I said Roddy had some of the biggest singles in music in the last few years. I don't know if Roddy knows who his fan base is. Because mm-hmm. your fans won't get you fucked up. They know what you do. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll give you a comparison. For example, I think, you know, not to use this particular person, but like just, just how I think their fans deal with him, like Youngboy. 
I feel like young boy fans just know who he is and know what he does, know what he won't do. Mm-hmm. And they expect certain shit from him because he showed him that's who he is, mm. that they accept him for him. Mm. And a lot of times when, when artists have these big songs, it's not really, sometimes people are fans of the song. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are fans of the moment and the song. Mm-hmm. And then there's a subset of people who like you. Mm-hmm. Because of the big songs you had, I'm like, does Roddy know why people love Roddy? Mm-hmm. Not why the song went diamond. Do you know why people? So that's a question I've asked myself and I wanted to ask you is like, mm-hmm. because when, when your audience react to you a certain type of way, mm-hmm. sometimes they're ignorant. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of the reaction to your album when I heard people were like, oh, yeah, his album is mid or is, is whack. And I'm like, oh, y'all wasn't fans from the get-go. Right. You were a fan of the box. Right. You were a fan of the moment the box created. Mm-hmm. You wasn't a Roddy Rich fan. Right. Because if you were a Roddy fan, this album should be relatable for you. Right. He's telling you where he's at in his life. Right. And I listened to the product and, nigga, you didn't fall off. Right. But there's people who are going to continue that narrative because they were married to something else, not they were your true fan. Have you kind of like come to terms with that? Yeah. Because you had such a big song. I'm a big, I'm a big firm believer in energy. So, you know, the energy that's behind all them hit songs you're talking about, all them songs, it's the same energy. It's all the same energy from balling to the box to high fashion to late at night. It's the same energy. I've never had a ghostwriter. I've never had a person write no sentence, no word. Nothing I've ever said has been written by any other person. It's been Roddy, Roderick, you know what I'm saying? That's been behind all this shit, all these, all these vibes, all this, all this whatever. It's been my energy. So I'm a big believer in sometimes when you change your energy a little bit, you know, with this last album, I felt like I had to bring people into my world and you know, with where I'm at in life, it may have been a different energy, and I can understand that. Now I'm talking about what we really doing. We going to Hawaii to change up the climate. Do you, you feel like? You, do you feel like you got to stay stuck in? Like a lot of people came up on the. Die I don't. Young. You just got to remember those fans. You got to remember those moments. They want to struggle music. Yeah, rem- remember those points in yourself because it's still a struggle going on. Even like though I said balling earlier. was a hit. Like, come yeah, on now. You, yeah. you talking opulence. But all, all the shit is like, it just wasn't the vibe I was in. What I wanted to do in this, in this particular album, where we were at in the world is like, we, we in a place where it's, everything is just so low energy. Everything is pain. Everything is we seeing so many people dying from COVID. We're seeing people talking about killing niggas. We're seeing people on that type of vibe. So the vibe I wanted to give was, nigga, we all on pop. This shit all good. Everything we talking about, we on some player shit. We on some 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 positive shit. I don't want to be talking about what I could do to a nigga. Because at the end of the day, even if you wasn't a street nigga, even if you didn't come from the streets, when you reach a certain point in life, monetary, you can do whatever you want to do to somebody. And that's like what fans have to realize. Like, even if these niggas have, these niggas ain't never did shit they talking, talking about. You're talking above their head right now. You, you get what you, I'm trying you, to say? You, I get what you, you're talking above their head because, you know. You feel me? But I, it's like. I get you. 
I just exit from that. What we did on the album is like we wanted to give all the positive vibes I wanted to give. You know, Roddy is in a great place. I, don't, I didn't want to give, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going through this, I'm fucked up on this, I'm that, I'm this. You know, I could talk about that shit. I, I hit little bits and pieces about personal information on, you know, the certain situation with, you know, a past relationship or whatever or this or that in that moment. But after that, it's like, shit, you know, I really don't want to have to give these people too much negative because we've been going through so much negative in life, you know, just as a people. We've been seeing all you this shit to have happening. Fun. Yeah, I wanted to do. You, I wanted you, want, to do. you want to show? You want to show finally, like you, you, you had a breakthrough. Yeah, which that's what the first album was. Like, you, like you can't keep. It's a, it's a catch twenty two with hip hop. It's like the audience wants you to sell pain, even when you're trying to look beyond it. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I say, bro, I, we go through pain every day. I got pains that I, we go through this shit every day. It's shit that. You know, money could never change and all that shit. But it's just like shit. When you in a certain situation where you just you want to give out positive energy, that's just where you at. You don't want people to feel like already down. He always talking about being sad. He always this. And one thing people gotta understand too is that as artists and as niggas who who write this shit and really and really pen their life, sometimes we may say shit that in the future could come back and haunt us. You get what I'm trying to say? So you could say some shit that you felt and you understood, but you know, that energy will come back on your ass. I'm, I'm real firm in energy. I really believe in that shit. So it's like, I can say all this shit and it could come back and fuck me up. So on this album, I just really wanted to give them something that was like fun, playful. I ain't taking this shit too serious. I ain't on this, I ain't on that. I'm just, I just want to give y'all a couple vibes. I want, I want the females to be able to dance to this shit. I want niggas to be able to, you know, slide to this shit turn this shit on when they driving, all that type of shit. Really do this shit with the players, play this shit with the players, have Baby Gunner, all these niggas on the album. Future was on the album. I didn't even think he was going to be on the album. So it's, it's certain niggas that we really got on this album, and it's, it's vibes, it's, it's player shit. That's what I wanted to give. I ain't want to give the struggle. I ain't want, That's just not necessarily what I wanted to put out into the universe as my energy. Yeah, I go through that shit. But that ain't my that ain't my end all be all. Yeah, I could talk about that shit. Yeah, I could put that shit out, and I might do it in the future. That ain't I ain't saying it's not a thing. But just with this specific project, I wanted it to be a very positive. When you listen to this shit, you 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 feel like you want to pop shit. You feel like you made it with me. That's really how I wanted it to be. I named it Live Life Fast because this shit happened fast for all of us. We seen the rise of Roddy real fast. This shit happened so fast. So I just want to tell you how life is on the other side of it. We ain't got to do all the extra shit because these niggas do it anyway. All these niggas talk about that bullshit. I don't want to talk about that, that shit. Nipsey was a was an inspiration also for this project. For sure. How did how did he inspire? Like you know, you kind of get into the mindset of creating this body of work. Like I said, he's a firm believer in energy. Energy is what you put out, what you say, how you talk. You know, a lot of his music was pushing the envelope of niggas understanding their business and understanding where they was at and, you know, all their contracts and shit like that. That's the energy he put into his music. Yeah, he talked about doing this and doing that, but the sole purpose of, of Victory Lap was, nigga, I'm taking a Victory Lap on winning. I'm taking a Victory Lap. I'm going to show you how to take your Victory Lap. I'm going to tell you about where I'm at and my mental capacity in this time and space of life. And... Niggas don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. When the album came out, 
I didn't really hear a lot of niggas really playing this shit until it was a trend to play his music. We was playing this shit forwards and backwards as soon as it came out, just like any other Nipsey Hussle album because we from the West and we support that shit and we know what he talking about. We understand what he talking about. Niggas ain't bumped the victory lap until it was a trend. And I'm going to stand firm on that. Niggas wasn't Nipsey Hussle riders until that shit was a trend to be. We really lived this shit. This is shit that I seen this man... Selling CDs, I ain't personally see this shit, but just being a young nigga from my city, I watched videos and seen him selling CDs out his car. And now he Grammy nominated album, motherfucking got a Grammy with me, shit like that. Like, bro, now he's on that level. Like, I had to support this shit because this is some shit I seen with my own two eyes. So I feel like if they was really fans of Roddy, they would have appreciated and understand where I was coming from. I wasn't trying to tell nobody about the bad shit. I was trying to give everybody a good place to be in because we was in such a fucked up place. Just being in this pandemic, can't move, can't do what we've been used to doing. I just, I just wanted to give out good energy. Well, even with Nipsey and talking about learning from him, you know, hearing you say that, like, man, you were bumping Nipsey when the shit just came out, not one of those other people who start bumping in months later, whatever the case, it caught on. Yeah. Did that help you with, like, you know, just even how people, just watching how everybody was trying to jump out the window with reactions to your album, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, of course, it, it, the, 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 what we talked about before getting on here was just like, man, man, it, like, especially the internet and, like, yo, just people in general, nobody think for themselves. Like, if one person come out or the trend is to say, yo, man, Roddy ain't live up to expectations, there's going to just be a bunch of people that fall in line. Right. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of dick riding going on. You know, and hearing you say that, like, yo, you, was, you, you, you were rocking with Nipsey before the wave was rocking with Nipsey. I'm wondering how do you kind of internalize how when you see people start reacting to your album, but you, of course, no. It's narratives and shit like that that people are kind of buying into. It's right. not really real, whatever. Um, even just Nip was a one-on-one. Can't be repeated. One of them niggas that's just like a prophet or an angel. Come for his time and do what he's supposed to do. You know, uh, I could, I could. this is a bit extreme, but I don't know the artist that did this shit, but you can look this shit up. It was an artist, a painter who painted with no shoes on, and painted with his hands. He used to smear shit on canvases when he painted. And people didn't probably understand that shit at the time. But after the shit came out, it was literal shit on canvas. And this shit is getting sold for millions of dollars. You know what I'm trying to say? I don't know who it was. Who was? Basquiat? Basquiat did that shit. Later on. Don't look at me, Brady. Was it Basquiat? <laughs> Yeah, so it's 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 shit like that that I keep in my mind. It don't take a nip is all the nip is embedded in me. That's somebody that I'm the way I move, the way I think. Certain things that he preached and, and practiced is always gonna be what I'm gonna be. But just at, like you said, niggas think on their own sometimes, and that's something I keep within myself. I know that it's artists, nigga, that smear shit on canvases, and when they die, now niggas is paying millions on millions for their canvases. Why is that? Why does that happen? What does that tell you, though? The world is full of dick riders. So how do you figure out what's a real opinion 
how do you figure out who's a yes man? Who you figure out who's a dick rider? And who do you figure out is like? But that but that's, that goes back to my point opinion. in the beginning. When you in a race and you jumping over hurdles, you can't look to on your right, which is Twitter, and on your left, which is Instagram. And these people telling you, oh, this album, woo woo. You can't look to your right and say, oh, Twitter is telling me, woo woo. You gotta stay on your course because at the end of the day, nigga, I might have. Kick the motherfucking uh, uh, hurdle in your eyes. You looking at my shit. Now you getting slower. Y'all niggas spending all y'all time on the internet and you getting slower while I'm steady running my race. I ain't worried about what the fuck you talking about. I'm going to keep going. And by the time you look up, oh shit, right? The fuck niggas up again. And that's just where it be. That go back to my point. You can't figure out, you know, how this nigga thinking, how this person might be thinking, how this fan thinking. You got to just... You know, take take certain things with a grain of salt. Like I said, maybe I do need to drop a little more music. I'm not a I'm not a, 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 a too arrogant type of person where I'm just like, it's my way or it's over. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a it's I'm a, a catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna take your I little. I know it's a catch twenty two. I do think you need to drop more music. Uh-huh. I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna tell you why it's a catch twenty two. Uh-huh. Man, if I got a diamond song. If the product's already selling, while we releasing nothing? Like you gotta let it live. I know the label's probably like, yo. We do want you to drop, but right now this shit nah, is doing but if these we call amount them on of the units phone, per I swear to God. No, they not they want me to, that. They want me to drop within six months of the album because if you think about it, we in a streaming world. So when records were sold as CDs, vinyls, shit like that, you had the label like, okay, we're going to control this shit. This album is selling right now, so you got to sit down for a little bit. Now we got... Motherfucking, uh, what was watching? Cadillac Records, where, you know, uh, uh, Muddy Waters wasn't dropping at a certain point. So, boom, now they go to, uh, what's the other nigga name that was doing the shit with the guitar? He was jumping up and down with that motherfucker. Now he's selling. Okay, now Muddy Water albums ain't selling, so we're going to move on to his albums. His shit selling. All right, boom. Now uh, the other lady that was singing, Beyonce, was playing her in the movie. Now she's selling. All right, we're going to move it. So now Muddy is like got to fall in between these different. But now we in a streaming point. So these is, it's not vinyls or CDs or even albums. These is, it's streaming. So anything I put out is going to make money. Yeah, and it's the, not yeah. going to stop the last hours for making money. You're right, but the box is one of those things where yeah, but you gotta think we, we streaming now. We ain't selling records to yeah, where if we I put a new you, record, we gotta out, get you on tour. And yeah, we, but they not we. I'm not in no 360 where they gonna take no, no. my tour money. That ain't oh, no, no. But, but tour is on me. Okay, but you go on tour, right? But I'm glad you're not. Yeah, I'm glad. tour is on me. When I want to go still, on tour, I'm going. When you go on tour, yeah, and you work in that record, which by the way is helping them because the record's selling more. Most right? definitely, most definitely. They want to let that record live and breathe. Yeah, but before but they when, drop, but we shit. in the streaming world, so any record I put out is gonna, it's, it's not, it's, it's gonna boost numbers. If I if I have enough, you notice one of the smartest artists in the game, Drake. I notice I go to niggas' pages on Apple Music. A lot of these niggas, the top song on their shit is Drake. What is that gonna make you do? The algorithm, the thought of algorithm is boom. I see Drake's name. I'm about to go to his page. Now, since he got the top song in this artist, I might not even fuck with Drake like that. But boom, I'm about to go to his page. It's all an algorithm. It's not when you do all these records and put your name in all these different places. It's an algorithm. It's not a record. It's not a record situation no more. Where if I sell, if I put this record out now, this record not gonna sell. It's all gonna. It's all a gold pot. It's gonna make all this. Roddy, shit I'll tell sell. you what I heard though. What you think? No, well, I'll tell you what I heard. What you heard? I heard bird here. 
Brett, I, I'm, maybe Roddy don't know about this. So I need I need one of y'all to either give me the nod or say, nigga, that never happened. I heard at a certain point, and I guess maybe you're getting locked into your album, but you got to keep in mind, anything you touch, you had the Midas touch. Anything you touch is going multi-platinum. <laughs> Everybody and their mama coming to you with they single. Roddy, you just gave this nigga... A five-time <laughs> platinum. I need you on my single. Yeah. I heard a few names that came that said, Roddy, I need you. Uh-huh. And I heard the label. This I heard this is I heard Atlantic said, We're not doing no more Roddy features until yeah, who, we get his situation. Yeah, right. but who you think that came from? <laughs> tell me. They're not gonna for, they're not gonna if I tell I Damn. would say I would say I'm doing this song. I just did a song for Bino. Is it gonna come out? It's out. Oh, it's out. Yeah, but he not in my situation. He not in a situation like Doug where he over there and niggas gotta pump all the money into the single, and now the single goes crazy. Bino is an upcoming so, wait, artist that, that we happen? support, we fuck so, with. Ooh. It's a lot of niggas that wanted me on their song and I ain't do it. But is it because of the label or because of you? No, I, I sometimes I ain't want to do the song. Okay. Sometimes the song was whack. Okay. Because I was hearing it, I'm like, I was I'm like, man, the label, yo, when I heard the label shut it down. Sometimes Nigga, the it was song Atlantic Arts trash, telling me, I, I, we ain't got to call no names. And Atlantic Arts was like, yo, it's a line of niggas asking it's, for Roddy Rich features. I'm going to tell you like Roddy, this. It's, it's still a line. They, here's the thing. <laughs> they wanted the release schedule was going to fuck up his shit, which I said, it makes sense. If I'm about to put out a Roddy album at the end of the year, and you talk about you trying to put out, out a single that's it's going singles open. that's out right now, that's going crazy, and I, I I'm glad they're going crazy that we did. So the, the label don't got that control over you. No, they don't got no. I ain't gonna say they don't got <laughs> nigga. They don't. Okay, so all right, so I'm telling right. you. No, I believe you. It ain't. It ain't. But it ain't. I ain't. I ain't got. Do the you big regret head that where, though? Because I think so. This is what, and, and again, what I'm telling you, what I'm saying I'm hearing, you know, we can talk about whoever, but what I'm telling you what I'm hearing is actual artists, we're not talking about no artists who ain't on. These are artists who are on. You know what they're all coming in and saying to me? Yeah, Roddy getting a big head. Roddy not doing features because he's the guy who everybody want to feature with. And he's shutting shit down now because yeah, but he you can't later. say that because it's like nigga, I done did shit with niggas that really what like I done did shit. So it's just like for you to tell me I got a big head, nigga, you don't know me. Mm. You don't know that I just I move real, I maneuver, I just do what I do. I did a song with Forty Two Doug. I did a song with Bino. I did a song with NLE Chopper. All these songs is I'm gonna not- keep it real. The artists that was telling me that they're deaf. It's like big artists. <laughs> they were like, saying. yo. Because every, you know how it goes. Like, yo, if, if a nigga looking for a single to fucking sell the album, uh-huh. if I've seen an artist wait eight months for a Drake feature. Uh-huh. Facts, I've seen that. Uh-huh. Like, the whole album was done. Drake promised to get on a song. He waited eight months for his album for the, to get that feature on that one song. Okay, they got the album done. They're looking for the single. They see Roddy Rich all over the radio. Anything he touches gold. They're probably sending you songs like, Roddy, I'm trying to get you on some. I don't know if they're cool with you or maybe they have some type That's of That's what connect. I'm saying. Like, it come down to that, bro. Like, mm. are we cool? 
Do you fuck with me? When you come to the West, do you call me? Hell no. Nah. It's okay. niggas that call me. Come on, we popping out. We doing this. You in Miami, I'm here. Come on, let's fuck around. It's niggas that really fuck with me on a genuine vibe. That's why Gunna forever get a single or, or whatever from me. It ain't never going to be no no. Mm. Because if I call Gunna at 2 in the morning, like, nigga, come pull up on me. I need you right now. He pulling up. How did I get no, that relationship? Even Doug. Really? He's pulling up. It's certain niggas that's just, it's just always and forever. Before a song, after a song, whatever. And that's why I fuck with them niggas like that. Certain niggas is just like, shit, you don't even know my first name, nigga. Have you seen that where you're like, yo, man, you just trying to get a song, like, and you just kind of dub it, kind of that type of shit. I'm saying none of these know, none, none of these niggas know me like that. Mm-hmm. None of these niggas, I you name it, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that. in that. None of these niggas ain't never been to my crib. None of these niggas ain't never met my family, the homies, nothing. Some of these niggas I'm naming on this mic done did that. They fuck with me. They done been in the trenches. Gunner was over there in the projects with me before the album came out. Hanging. How did you and Gunner link up like that? Shit. Nip. Nip pulled me up on Thug. Thug was with Gunner. And I fuck with all them niggas now. Mm. That's fire. So you, you really just treat it on some personable level. Because, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, when I hear artists talking about what they expect another artist to do for them, is they, they expect it because of who they are. They yeah. don't expect it because they know you or they don't I'm saying if you, if you want to get on some shit where it's like, he got the big head. The only way you would know if I got a big head is if you know me. You feel me? Like I can't say AK got a big head, Bird got a big head, Keith got a big head. I can't say that if I don't, I don't know you, nigga. Yeah. So it's like if you don't if you know me, then you can say that. But half the 99% of these niggas do not even know me. They don't even know my name. So you feel entitled to a single because I'm fucking them up? Like what ask. does that mean? What is what is that? Because we just seen all the tweets. I fuck with Chopper too. Chopper, I pulled up Chopper was fucking Word? with me before the album. Yes. He come to nah, LA, he calling me. I know his homies he be rolling around with. These is people that's tied in with niggas we know. Like, so I it's just like, yeah, like I know certain niggas. Other than that, I don't know niggas. Y'all don't know me. We ain't never been in a room together. I don't go to the club unless I'm getting paid. You not about to come to none of my parties. <laughs> nigga, nigga be throwing the wildest parties. Ain't nobody ever seen these motherfuckers. Y'all be hearing shit about you, man. That's, I think we, that's why I be thinking you just in the house like, <laughs> like Kendrick. I'm like, man, I never hear. Because I be, I but get that's older. That's good, stuff. though. That, that's a good thing. Why would I want to be? You don't want a nigga like me to hear. Why, why would I? I'm just saying. You know what why I mean? So that's I, good. You moving right. You feel me? But 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 then it would lead some people to believe like you're not really out there like that. Anyway, wait, hold on. <laughs> Bro, I'm finna get messy. I'm cool. I'm cool. Come on. <laughs> Man, I seen Meek tweet. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Well, well, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. Uh-huh. I love you as an artist. Uh-huh. But the first time I ever seen you was Meek on Meek's page. Okay. I promise you. Uh-huh. And, bro, I, I, seen, I, I found you when he posted you, just walking with a bunch of people around you. And I said, damn, that's your fire, nigga. Uh-huh. I'm going to keep it 100. And by the way, you know, me and Meek, we had our issues, but like, you know, we cool. It's whatever. And 
at a point, I did think that there was going to be a situation there. I know there's a lot of business between it. Uh-huh. But what Meek tweeted recently was an indictment on your label. But mm-hmm. you have a good relationship with your label. Yeah. And he said he felt that your label kind of robbed him of maybe a situation with you. Yeah. You've addressed this before, though. But it didn't feel like that was the case. Mm-hmm. Do you have a different perspective now that you see his perspective? I mean, I called me as soon as that shit happened. FaceTimed him. Got his number, FaceTimed him. What's going on, bro? He gave me the whole rundown. My only situation with him, he know this, so I can say whatever I want to say. One thing you're not going to ever hear me do, I'm a real nigga. I don't speak on shit with niggas. I explain this to him. Please, let's not speak on our business and situations if we can't even call each other on the phone. That's one thing that I don't do. If I can't call you on the phone as a man, be like, hey, I feel like this, I feel like that. You feel like this, you feel like that. I never speak on it. Even if I don't fuck with you like that. Even if I fuck with you, I'm never going to speak on it if I can't have that communication, that open dialogue where you understand me and I understand you. So I made that shit clear to him and, I, and, and he understood that shit. And <clears throat> we just had a conversation just about his, his, his perspective of it. And it was a valid point, valid, valid situation with what he got going on. His situation with Atlantic is not my situation with them. So I but can't- But it was a point you had a dream chaser chain. For sure. But that's because he fucked with me. To the, well, to the fans. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm one for the one for that. So I'll be seeing what's going on behind the scenes. But as a fan, when I see, if, if I see him give a chain to a nigga who I see him posting, man, I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be some situation. And I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to shoot Meek some bail. And by the way, again, me and Meek ain't the best of friends. We ain't enemies either. But I do think his perspective on the industry, for example, I've seen him have two gripes. Like, with the situation with you, not mm-hmm. with you exactly, but, mm-hmm. but just how it went out with you. And like Melly, mm-hmm. I felt like he tried to use his platform to introduce mm-hmm. people to those artists, mm-hmm. you and Melly. And mm-hmm. then I felt like he thought that would result in him having some type of situation mm-hmm. that never ended up happening. Okay. So I understand, I understand it. On, and on I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it real clear. Look, I'm going I'm to... I'm I'm so with me... You know, my situation with Atlantic was already solidified due to Nipsey Hussle walking me and Kiefer in the building. You know what I'm saying? He gave us that big brother love, that big brother hug, ain't never wanted nothing from us. You get what I'm saying? All money in. I was really supposed to be all money in. I can show you a picture where I had the really? Dream Chaser chain and the all money in chain on at the same time. While he working on Victory Lap at the Studio Encore in Burbank, I'm fucking with him, pulling up on him. He like, he telling Bird, like, we need to, let's, let's construct- You should be on Nipsey shit. Let's construct a little situation. Okay. I ain't gotta be an all money in artist. It's a difference. I could be managed by all money in, meaning that situation, certain things that I might get myself into, he might have his hands in it. But it's a lot of shit that that man did for me. He ain't never asked for nothing back. I ain't saying that he wasn't going to ask for nothing back, but it's a lot of shit that he did we, we, for we a We talking about Nipsey, we talking about Meek. Talk about Nipsey. Okay. Before, the, before the Meek situation, you know what I'm saying? Like Nipsey took me to Powerhouse, had me performing in front of people that didn't even know nothing I put out. This was before Die Young, I think. I was doing Fuck It Up at Powerhouse. Niggas didn't know me like that. This was off the first mixtape. You know what I'm trying to say? Are, are you so so as a newer artist, right? Are you taking like all those experiences that Nip is probably helping you with? Are you taking it like, man, 
you know, we've we got some affiliations, you know, in the streets or whatever. Like yeah. he's doing that on behalf of that, or you thinking that man, this is business and he helping me out. I mean, both because at the end of the day, you don't never want to plant a seed and the flower don't grow. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like. Shit, the nigga might have been doing this shit, but just from my perspective, he ain't never asked me for shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, situation. Yeah, but he was doing a lot of shit before he even asked me for any type of situation at all. It was never no intention behind it. Like, nigga, he had me on tour with Robin Hood. Shout out Robin Hood. He had me on um, tour with Post Malone. Austin Rosen put the play together, but that was between them niggas. He put me on tour on Arena Tour off of a mixtape, nigga. How you make that shit happen? That's Hustle, Hood, Austin Rosen. You feel me? That wasn't... The, the other side of things, you know what I'm saying? Like, the other side of things definitely hyped me up, put me in the position. They fucked with me, you know what I'm saying? DC, they they did what they were supposed to do. They fucked with me. And like I told Meek, I'm forever, nigga, whatever you need from me, you know it's always a green light. You feel me? But it's well, like... So where and, and how... Again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of asking in a fan perspective because I know how I got introduced to you. So where did that whole thing where, like, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I felt like you were about to be a dream chaser artist. Like, yeah. where did that come from then? Because, you know, I talked to Meek when he history. was in jail. I, I talked to Meek when he was in jail. I had him on the phone. Dallas put me on the phone with Meek. You know what I'm saying? I, he put me on the phone with Meek, set us up when he came to LA for the first time since he was out. I pulled up on him. We caught a vibe from the beginning. But my whole point is just like, hey, you know, <clears throat> do things not with the intention of like receiving shit, man. Do shit from the kindness of your heart. And Meek is the type of nigga to do everything from the kindness of his heart. But I just don't want the blogs and the narratives to think like, oh, he, you know what I'm saying? He he felt like he was robbed, this and this and that. That problem is with them people. That's not with me. You That's know what I'm saying? Like our shit was, yeah, our shit was like more genuine. So whatever had to happen on the back end, that really not, that's not going to affect me. I'm going to get all the money I ever made from them. I'm going to get it regardless. And that was his point. Like he's making his money. He going to do that shit regardless. Y'all split whatever they did. You know what I'm saying? That's what they did. But that situation really, it has to do with, with them. Like that really don't got nothing to do with me because I Does always- Does Atlantic approach you and say, because this is what I would do if I'm Atlantic. I would approach you and be like, yo- Man, me tweaking right now, yo, yo. Could you just like put out, could you let people know that we're, we're good? Because, you know, obviously, if you came out, you were like, but I yo, feel listen, like I'm we cool in Atlantic, good, but to keep though. it real, man, Meek did a lot for me. They should have cut that nigga a check. If you come out and say that, Atlanta look a little weird, but you clearly, your business is good. I mean, I just felt like my business is good. One thing I'm never going to do is talk about anybody. I told you in the beginning of this situation, I'm never going to talk about another nigga situation because I don't know what the fuck he, he do. Just like he don't know what I do. I'll probably go ask Atlantic for a bag. After we get off this interview, I need a bag for this, that, and the third. Then As cut the check, should. whatever. You get what I'm trying to say? So it's like... He may have his own instances outside of my situation. My situation just may be the situation to make them listen to a close ear because I'm the guy over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, my situation may be the, the door to kick it down or whatever, but I just feel like his situation is more so with them. It really ain't with me. Like I said, I tweeted and told him I'm a dream chase for life, paperwork or not. I'm going to always stand behind that nigga and rock behind that nigga. Ain't, ain't nothing with me. He could pull up on me, talk to me, whatever. Like, just as long as we got that understanding, it ain't shit. And if I if I could go back and do shit all over again, I'd do this shit the same. I wouldn't do nothing no different. 
The only thing I would try to do is keep the communication, keep the lines of communication way more open than they was because when shit started splitting up, I started going my way. He was on his way. You got to understand, I'm on the west. He's on the east. He can't. I can't pull up on his house. Mm. I can't just go and be like, hey, Meek, I'm pulling up. Let's just have a conversation. We 3,000 miles away and ain't even really chopping it up like that. You feel me? So it's just like shit. You in your world, I'm in mine. He ain't coming to the West because he don't got no, he doing, he handling, he making millions on the East. I ain't coming to the East because I'm making millions on the West. What I'm doing, you feel me? So it's like, that's that's kind of where our wedge came from. And like, if I could change anything, it would be that wedge. But you know, it's like, shit, we still niggas. Like, we still cool. I could call that nigga right now. It's good. Tell me if I'm wrong. And I might be wrong. I feel like even just hearing you, but I've thought this before. You know, you had your situation going. And by the way, I think you give credit to anybody who has ever given you a look or done anything for you. Yeah. I don't think you're you a are, you are disloyal nigga, right? But I do think the feeling I get from you is, is, is pretty much you saying, man, if I was going to sign or get down with somebody, it was going to be with Nip. I mean, really, it could have been either one, bro. I ain't going to lie. It could have been Nip or me. The situation was good in both situations. It was great. It wasn't a bad situation. I just felt like, like I said, with Nip, he had certain personal situations that kind of conflicted with what we had going on. Like, he really was putting his money in different places and he really couldn't be as hands-on as he wanted to, getting his debut album out with Atlantic, just doing all the shit. He really had a lot going on. So he explained to me, Kiefer Bird, everybody, that it was just like, look, I got all this shit going on, but look, you can fuck with bro. Boom, I fuck, I fuck with me. Yeah, that situation just was what it was. I don't want to explain it to the nah, point where I'm just going down to good, a T. You good, you good, you But good. it's just like, you know, that situation didn't work out as we planned. And I feel like I would have went with either one of them niggas because at the end of the day, them niggas had, they, they got my back. At the end of the day, if shit fall, if shit go up, whatever, like, them niggas is going, I could call these niggas, I could fuck with these niggas because they real niggas. But like, you know, I feel like I would have went with either one of those situations, bro. It, it wasn't no... But at the end of the day, once I started catching course, I can't keep looking back like, oh, what I'm going to do with this? No, what I'm going to do with that? I got to just keep on my pace and do what I'm going to do. And if this shit reconcile, if we fuck with each other, in the end of the day, we fucking with each other. This shit outside of music, this shit outside of money, we supposed to fuck with each other on a genuine level. You get yeah. what I'm trying to say? So if that's going to happen, nigga, we can make millions on some whole other shit. We can fuck around and open a tech company, do some whole other shit, buy some real estate somewhere, nigga, and make more money than we ever made on this music shit ever. So that's how I be looking at it. I don't want to burn no bridge with no nigga. I don't want to seem like the bad guy to no nigga because I'm really not cool nigga, fool. Nah, I agree with you too. And by the way, you know, I, I heard, you know, you, you, I don't know if it was the first time you explained it, but I think you did a great job, you know, kind of even explaining it on The Breakfast Club too, you know. You know, it, it, it felt like you were like, yo, listen, if I need to go deeper than what I'm saying, I'm going to talk to the person directly. I'm not, I'm not going to be doing this on media, this and third. And I respect that. And, that, you know, connecting to another point, man, I was a little bit surprised, but I respected it because I liked it. I didn't think you would. But I'm <laughs> talking about you getting on Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Clubhouse is like a whole different beast, a whole different demon to itself and like... uh you know, whack is on there, and you know, the thing with Clubhouse, like you know, I've been on there too. And it allows the opportunity for anybody. Mm -hmm. You don't know where they come from. You don't know what they. You don't know if they're a liar. You don't know if there's somebody who snaked you, who's just lying. Like you don't know what it is. Right. They they can come on there and voice their opinions, disgruntled opinion about whoever, 
and it's it's a place where there's so many people connected, it could get to you. It's mm-hmm. not like just Twitter where you might have to get a hundred thousand retweets for people to be like, yo, you seen this tweet? They could probably be talking in a room with five hundred people and and somebody know you be like, yo, Roddy, I'm gonna just keep it real. Like this dude is saying whatever. Yeah. I seen you get on Clubhouse and it felt it was stupid to me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I was watching a guy who has a diamond record come explain himself in a very trivial way to how niggas wanted him to live like he was an unsuccessful artist. Right. And I just heard some of the shit you were saying. It was like, yo, what do you want me to do? Like, I can't do some of these shit no more. And I'm still contributing, but you, you guys are unrealistic. Why right. did you do that? Uh, I just feel like, you know, regardless of the music shit or the money shit, whatever, it's like your name is like one of the most important things. So it's just like if if you got certain people speaking up on your name, you know, you got to address that. You can't, you know, even if it, it could have been a phone conversation. He says something on there like, oh, I couldn't get a hold of the woo-woo or whatever. It's like. It could have been a phone conversation that could have been had where if you felt this way or whatever, then we could have addressed it in that manner. But I just felt like he went so left with this shit. If you understand where I come from and understand what I stand for, that shit is uncalled for. That nigga should get DP. Because at the end of the day, business that's 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 handled amongst blue rag niggas, they get handled amongst blue rag niggas. We don't talk about that shit on the internet. We don't talk about that shit on nothing. We talk to another person. You get what I'm saying? That's compatible with what we got going on. That shit is not nobody else's business. Even if you, even if we got out, that shit really is not supposed to even get past our community. If you get what I'm trying to say, no, that shit is within our confines. So I feel like he broke that rule and really stepped outside his boundaries and went on the internet and said all this shit. So I just felt like who I am and truly what I stand for, I had to go and say what I had to say to the nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like say exactly how I felt, whatever, and made him feel like nigga. My bills for one month, (coughs) anything you ever made in your life, your whole life, you could take every dollar you ever made in your whole life, one month of my bills you could not pay. One month. Do you think people not get, you know, I think, you know, here's the thing is like, you still, you're not trying to be the nigga who's. Nah, but it's realistic bigger than though. That, but like, it's it, realistic though. I'm saying really think about that. I got my mama's house. I got properties. I got my house. I got my grandmother's house. I got cars. I paid for them, but I got cars. You get what I'm saying? I got trips I pay for. I got shit I do. I got production I pay for. I got shows I do. I got all type of shit going on. All that shit. One month, you could take your whole life. You could take every dollar you ever made in your whole life. You could never pay that shit. One month. Do you think that that? I want you to understand that because you can't. You can't because they can't get it. But that's what I'm trying to say. My point is not the money. My point ain't. Oh, you nigga, I have more money. This and this and that, nigga. The position I'm in. You can't understand that position. Now, if you want to have a conversation and, and maybe understand that position, because some of the homies did. Some of the niggas that's from where I'm from, really? they called in that day. What's going on with you, bro? Why you can't pull up right now? Got COVID. Told them niggas before I made the announcement for SNL. 
boom, made the announcement for SNL. Damn, it's real. You think I'm going to skip out on SNL? You think COVID ain't real, nigga? Had COVID. I couldn't pull up. I can't, I can't just be wherever. We could pull up, not, not in the hood necessarily, but we could have a face-to-face conversation and really hash this shit through. I ain't no, I am not no bitch or no weird nigga to where nigga we can't have a conversation. So it's just like nigga, we can we can have a conversation, but right now it just ain't the right time. And I don't move on niggas' time either. So let's just figure out a schedule and understand that. But the nigga went far past that. It wasn't even no conversation that was supposed to be had. Yeah, you start playing with your Yeah, niggas, niggas was saying, oh, I'm trying to be disrespectful and all the shit on the internet, but it nothing was respectful. That's why I came in the way I came because niggas was like, let's have a respectful conversation. If you making all these false accusations and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, that's disrespect. I even heard you, you were like, yo, and it was crazy how you, you know, you know what I mean? Obviously, you don't, those people don't get it, but, but you were like, man, man, I had to stop doing videos like in the places I was doing them because like my label said that, you right. know what I mean? Like, how hard is it coming from where you come from to explain to people that you have to move a little bit different to elevate? But that's what I was trying to get them to understand. Like, if President Obama, not to compare myself, but it's like if he goes somewhere, the nigga got to have 100000 in security, all this and that, pulling up all BP, all this shit to protect the brand, protect the money, protect his family, protect his well-being. If this is what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm pulling up. This ain't just, oh, my hood, this, this, and that. Like, nigga, we really have real situations going on in Compton. It's really not just my, my hood is not the only hood in Compton. It could be a nigga that don't fuck with my hood just based off of something that somebody did 30 years ago. He don't fuck with my hood, so now he don't fuck with me. He heard I'm having a, some a little situation I'm pulling up. He, fu- he oh, That's the golden ticket. Shit, we going to take him out. That it don't even gotta be no homie shit. It don't even gotta be none of that shit. So when you start wrapping your mind around that, where it's real shit involved in this shit, I got real billionaires in my business. Talk about really involved in my business, real billionaires, not just the label, not just management, not just endorsement. Niggas, real billionaires tied to this shit. You think they wanna see me? Nigga, when I pulled a Rari up to the hood while I was number one, I pulled it up in Compton. Nigga Floyd Mayweather called me when I got home. Like, nigga, you tripping. Fuck is you doing? Tweaking, really? nigga. Yeah. Floyd. Nigga, you worth so much right now. You a young nigga, really getting it. What the fuck are you doing? It's Floyd calling me saying this shit. Even when I did this shit with Clubhouse, nigga Jeezy called me. Like, nigga, you a nigga, fool. You already done did what you supposed to do, bro. Don't, don't fuck these clown ass niggas. Like, let it just be what it's gonna be. So these is real niggas that I respect. That done made it through where they came from, and they still allowed to tell their story. What you think? I'm not gonna listen to these niggas. Do you feel like that sometimes kind of, you know, what I mean, inhibits you from like going to places you gotta go, or like holds you back a little bit in terms of? I ain't tripping. I'm not gonna be no bitch ass nigga and don't pull up. But it's just like, I'm just like, bro, I don't have to pull up for you. Like that. That was just my whole point. Like nigga, I ain't gotta do nothing. If we want to have a conversation, let's have a conversation. I'm going to do what I want. At the end of the day, if I want to go pull up in my hood, I'm going to go do it. Regardless of whatever a nigga telling me because he can't tell Roddy what Roddy going to do. I'm going to be smart about it. But at the end of the day, it's just like, nigga, I'm going to do what I want to do. If the millionaires, if if this street nigga telling me something, like, I'm going to do whatever I want. If I want to go sit in the house all day, that's what I'm going to do. So that's just the point I had to make to any of these niggas. Any nigga out there that felt like Roddy got to do something to please you niggas, please, nigga. Please. 
was it ever a situation you feel like you might lose the streets? No. No. <laughs> no. Lose the streets how? Well, I think that's how some, some people would think that when, if you hopping on Clubhouse or whatever the case is, like, maybe they about to turn on you. Like, yo, he got too rich, man. Yeah, they said about everybody, though. Yeah, you know but what I mean? the, like, niggas that, the niggas that was in the room was going to bat. The motherfuckers that was hosting the room was like, nigga, if I had, whoop, I wouldn't be. Nigga, the streets, the whole point of the streets is to make it out the streets. It's not to stay in the streets. That's the whole point well, of the streets. That's why the streets so sometimes I lose the streets. It's though. a cannibalistic type of thing. It eat itself type of shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but I'll pull up when I have to. I done had multi-millionaire niggas in my hood. Standing firm, nothing happened to these niggas. Nobody touched these niggas. Nobody looked at these niggas wrong. Nobody breathed on these niggas wrong. Be out of the respect for what we had going on. So it's just like for you to sit up here and make all these allegations is just wrong. It just ain't true. I'm gonna attack you. I'm gonna attack it right then and there. If you got any problem, we can address it on a quiet note or however you want to handle it. Nigga, it's whatever. It's whatever with me. I don't. It's whatever. Nah, yo, I, I feel you in that tough position, man, where I'm glad you stood your ground there because I think they were trying to bring you and reduce you to a level where it was just not going to be productive for you. Bro, you know what I mean? Because street, it's niggas that street niggas, niggas that portray the street shit and don't go to their hood at all. Not because they're not street niggas, but just it, because they ain't, that's not where they, they ain't trying to be over there. They ain't mixing. Because as soon as you go over there. Sometimes you know, the streets just want you to be on a crash out mission. You going like, to you know what I mean? Like, up. no matter how high you get, they, it, 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 you would be surprised, nigga. I was going back to my hood and it was street niggas. Niggas that niggas, oh, he banged out. This and that and the third telling me like, stop going over there, bro. Stop. Don't go over there no more. You know, you too. It, this is before the box. This is all the shit. He, niggas hitting me like, nigga, do not. You, he don't go over there no more. These is gang niggas. I'm talking about real gangster niggas. Don't go over there no more. You don't need to. You don't got nothing to prove. So you just got to take all that shit and do what you going to do. Can't nobody really tell you what to do, but I'm going to be smart, bro. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't that. Yeah, I mean, with all the accolades, and you told me this before, man, how many Grammys, how many nominations? You, you told me an interesting call you got uh, yeah. when um, you got nominated for all them Grammys. What was that? Was it last year's? Yeah. You, got Did you, you didn't get none. You didn't win none, right? No, no. But you got an interesting call that same night. Mm -hmm. Who was it? Jay. Hove. Jay-Z calls you. Yeah. Why do you think he calls you? <laughs> Shit. Before that, I had been wanting to have a conversation with him for the longest. And we just ain't never like, I seen him once, we ain't never. Just on shit outside the music. I wanted to talk to him and just get his perspective on certain shit. And um, he pulled me to the side at the Grammys. Like, hey, man, like, just, you know, keep your head up. Keep doing what you're doing. Woo -woo. Like, man, let's chop it up on the phone. Did you feel some type of way when you did lose, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got nominated, which, you know, in hip-hop, the nomination is the win. Yeah. Because we know how this shit go down. Right. So the nomination is the win a lot of times. Yeah. But a lot of people looked at it, it was like, nah, Roddy about to, he, he about to come through with a, with a few of them. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. And we don't got to talk about why, why, at least I think you ain't win, but you didn't. When he called you, were you in a down mood at that point or 
You was just taking it as I was. I just felt like, shit, I had put so much into the music. I felt like I did so much. I kind of wanted to take a break at that point. I felt like I had did damn near the impossible, you know, shit. I had went number one 18 weeks in one year. I had down there did the impossible. I did shit that niggas could never, you know, really fathom doing. And I just felt like shit. At that point, you know, I'm doing all this shit for this, but I got all this shit going on. Like I said earlier, I had a son. I had all type of shit. So it was just like, let me slow down. Let me kick back on this music shit and really put my times and efforts into something that's realistic or something that's physical. I feel like that's kind of where my mental state was. And I got the call from Jay, and he was basically just telling me, like, you know, you great. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you... You, you a different breed. Like, nigga, you've been doing this shit at a high level for a little minute now. And it's like, you can't stop now just because you feel like you done did everything. It's like, nigga, the God give his greatest challenges to his greatest wars. You got to keep going. You got to make, you know what I'm saying, make these niggas believers and keep and keep pushing. And I feel like, you know, that, that was something that really helped me to continue to find my inspiration just within myself. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he was put in that same situation Niggas don't remember before Beyonce just broke the record. He was put in that same situation. He never went back to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. The first time he was at the Grammys was when I was at the Grammys, nominated for six. The time before that, he had been to, at the Grammys. He got nominated for eight, didn't win none. So I just felt like it was power in that. Just me coming across his path at a time like that when something like that was to happen to me. That was the first time he ever went to the Grammys. It was power in that. So I had to hold on to that and, you know, just find that inspiration, keep going. You know, um, I, I said the same thing before we even got on. Well, like, you know, in a nutshell, I, I believe. Before we even got on um, this conversation, I said to you, I was like, man, hey, you know, I've supported you before all of this. And I hope you do know that when I do critique you, because, again, I'm a cultural critic, you know, I'm a critic of the music. And I'm a critic of people who I like. You know, if I don't like you, like, I just ignore you. I ain't got much to say about you. I just ignore uh-huh. you. But I'm going to critique you because, yeah, you could always say, well, nigga, I, well, I had a diamond song. Like, who, who did, who had, who had, who had to run like I did? My thing is for greatness. And I think a lot of what we're missing these days because people look at music as just a lick and a hustle is that people not looking for greatness. And I look at you as, you did everything numbers-wise. You ain't never going to be broke. You're going to be always up a couple tens of M's. Yeah. But that's not the metric that I'm going to use to really define your career now. You know what I mean? What I'm going to use to define your career is, you know what I mean? I felt like you came in and you were rookie of the year. Were you a nigga who, to put in, in like a basketball or a, whatever sport you might want to call it, if you was a rookie of the year, did you end up with the jersey and the rafters at the end of, the, end of your career in terms of being a legend? So I be trying to have that conversation because we having a new crop of people. Man, Drake 35, man, like Jay Cole, they up in their 30s, like the people who are the new veterans, it's you. So my challenge always to you and my criticism to you it's not going to be, I acknowledge what you've done. You're great already. But are you going to be able to set the precedent and are you going to be able to put your jersey up in the rafters? So, yeah, of course, you had a phenomenal debut album. 
You had some phenomenal songs. Yeah. But you, could you do it again? That's always the question of entertainment. That's why this shit is so special. Right. Could you do it again? Could you get that same feeling again? Mm. And we've seen people get count, counted out, and then we've seen people who they, they felt accomplished by the money. But then we've seen people who said, fuck the money. I came here to have the jersey and the rafters. So that's my challenge to you. And that's the question I really have to you for this whole interview. That's my ultimate question. What is what drives you? Is it because you just had a couple of singles or you want to be great? I feel like, you know, this shit is all a story. It's all a part of the story. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you know, when you're in a story, you don't really get it. It's like being in a movie and you watching, you like, oh, shit. You know, this shit came out. Fuck, is he going to make it past this obstacle? Is he going to? You know, I, I I feel like that's where we at at this point. It's just a part of the movie. It's all a part of the story. I'm still writing it. You feel me? I can't let nobody else be the author of my story. I'm not going to let nobody be the author because at the end of the day, it's my book. You feel me? So it's like, that's the mentality I got. You know, through the ups and the downs, the smiles and the frowns of all this shit. You know, it's all about just staying inspired and, you know, just... Continuing to knock down walls, we ain't even imagine we can knock down. You know, Kobe ain't get the chip every year. Michael Jordan ain't get the chip every year. Some of these niggas left the sport, came back, went crazy again. So, you know, like I say, I'm young, and a nigga got a whole lot of life ahead. So it's just, you know, it's just living in this shit, continuing to do what a nigga do, and, you know, keeping that energy high, keeping the level high, you know, keeping... Keep keep keeping the focus up, you know what I'm saying? Still having fun with this shit. I feel like that's just what it's about. You know, continuing to write the story for yourself, not letting other people write your story. Don't let nobody write your story. Continue to be the author of your life, you know what I'm saying? Take control of your narrative. Don't let nobody play you out your position, all that type of shit. You know, to anybody listening, you know, that's what I would, that's, that's kind of, if you ever get in this position, if you ever feel like, the world is on your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? It got to be you against the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to keep that shit, keep that mentality. You know what I'm saying? I'm Mansa Musa. You feel me? Mm. You feel me? Where'd you get those tats? Recently. <laughs> Why? What, what mindset were you in? I just got to have two things on both shoulders to remind a nigga, you know, what's really going on. I'm a king. And sometimes kings got the world on their shoulders. They got to keep pushing. You know, it's all a marathon. They got to continue to be great, continue to stay focused, and continue to push his people forward. That's just what it's about. That's the position we in. And I love this shit, you know what I'm saying? I love being, you know, in a mix with this shit because it allow it, it tests you. The world going to test you. Life going to test you. Being all, counted out is a part of it, too. Yeah, it's you all know, a test. I, I was I was listening and, and I slew my guy. I was, I'm listening to the Joe Button podcast today and, and they're talking about you. Hell yeah, yeah. And, and Joe's like, yo, he's at that point that a bunch of people been at, mm-hmm. where people are like, yo, we could go two ways. Man, he could deal with everything coming at him, the doubts, this and third, and respond in the big way, or he could be like, man, I already did this shit already, man. Fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm interest, I'm just interested to see 
how you handle that pressure. And that's why, like, man, as soon as I got the opportunity, I'm like, yo, oh, oh, yo, come sit down with Roddy. I'm like, yo, I'm getting on a plane. I was in Miami. Get on a plane. Let's get, let's go, let's go do on, it. Let's get it. You, you get me? Because I'm like, he's in a rare position. And I, and I was like, I know, <laughs> despite what niggas is saying, I know Roddy not running from shit. Yeah. That uh-huh. can't be a nigga who made all them joints. Uh-huh. I will say, though, from an artistic point of view, and, you know, you got to take what I say because I'm not an artist. I'm not you. Uh-huh. I think some of your fans would say they love the singing. They want to hear more melodic shit. You get me? Yeah. They hear the rapping. But what makes you you, man, if, you, if some of the people listen to... You know, balling, shit. Every season, die young. It's those melodies that almost feel like it's filled with pain. It's filled with it. It, it, it emphasizes the story. Maybe they want to hear a little bit more. And um, again, I, I say that with a grain of salt because you're the artist. You bringing us along the journey. You know they they have the saying that says yo you can't really you can't lead the orchestra if you if you're looking at the crowd right you know what I mean so like did you kind of look at what the fans sometimes be like oh they want this from you be like nah Roddy we want yo make a song like this again do you look mm-hmm. at that or are you like man nah man I feel like shit certain shit you gotta understand and take but like you know this shit is all like I said it's all my story. Just like you got your story to write, I got my story to write. It's my book, you know what I'm saying? This motherfuckers that's sitting beside you while you writing the book, like, man, you should say it like this, you should say it like that. But it's up to you to really write it how you want to write it, you feel me? So with all that being said, I just feel like, you know, we in this shit. Niggas is in the middle of this shit. Mm. Like I said, I'm cool with it. I'm good. I, I love being at this point because, you know, it is what it is. You know, life life, life is definitely in the palm of niggas' hands, anybody's hands. I feel like that's that's just what life is. You got to take control of that shit and, and do what you got to do. Handle your business. A year from now, what do you think the conversation's going to be, or do you not think about that? Yeah, I ain't, I ain't worried about that. I'm just thinking about shit. Who going to win the Super Bowl? Who you got? Nah, well. <laughs> I don't know. Shit. You put some money on it? I know you got a I Rams. want to, but I'm like low key, like, damn, I don't know. Like, I want to put it on LA. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to do it for that's LA. That's the crib. Yeah. Now. I'm thinking about just throwing it up. I ain't going to lie. Maybe like 250. I ain't going to go too crazy. Nah, that's, that's going crazy, nigga. What the fuck? Nah, <laughs> niggas be going dumb crazy, but. Nigga. I like I like when people uh, you know who who's I was gonna bet it on the Lakers when they won and I ain't do it and I lost I I just you lost was gonna the bet money. on the, nah don't bet on the Lakers the Lakers nah when they won oh okay. yeah that was the bubble I should have did it I feel like that's what that's what I'm fighting right now like damn like are you you a bigger basketball fan or football yeah fan? I'm a basketball fan man the Lakers fucked up man yeah <laughs> Lakers fucked up man. I ain't gonna lie I mean yeah, you got my niggas though they you ever fuck with the Clippers. Yeah, fuck with the Clippers, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, does LA not fuck with the Clippers? Nah, I mean, 
They invited <laughs> the nigga out. They, you know, they show love. Yeah, I'm just yeah, gonna I'm, fuck up the free tickets. Nah, That's I'm a, what this nah, nigga gonna I'm a, do. I'm a, I'm a third generation, fourth generation, you know, Laker baby. So it's like that. Like my grandpa was a Laker fan. You probably, you, know, you probably grew up on Kobe type shit. Like, type shit. You come feel on me? Now. So it's like a nigga can't really go against the grain on that. Like, yeah, they got to get like a nigga who's homegrown for the Clippers. I feel you on that. Yeah. Damn, so Super Bowl weekend, just, just paint the picture because I, I, I timestamp this. Uh, it's Thursday. Uh, I don't even know what particular date it is, but it's the Thursday before. It's Thursday on Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. What's your weekend gonna look like? You gotta imagine. Remember, you said it's only really three of y'all that really I hear that the niggas. You know what yeah. I mean? Currently, in music, blah blah, yeah, right? Yeah. So everybody coming out here. Yeah. By the way, I can't wait to leave LA. LA too active right now. <laughs> too active. It's you good. know what I mean? It's like, good. Too it's active. good. It's good. How your Super Bowl weekend about to like look? Two turn. Two turn. <laughs> so. But you gonna get mad calls. Everybody gonna be hitting you with the call. It's like good, it's too turned. Like at you the gotta end be of a the host. Day, yeah, we gotta represent this shit the right way. We from the west, so it's like we gotta just open them, welcome arms. You know what I'm saying? Just keep everybody intact, move right. You know what I'm saying? But for sure, a nigga try to go turn. I ain't gonna lie, I'm trying to go turn because we gotta represent this shit. You know, we all we got at the end of the day. Listen, if an artist come over here and they be like, "Yo, yo, Rod, that's let you know I'm in town. Let's make sure everything good." But you hold them down? Oh, for sure. You already know. Yo, My I, niggas, the ones that niggas, but sometimes. Yo, LA you, active, man. I'm telling you, like. I'm, fresh fish on the line, and I can't do that. I'm shit. leaving first thing in the morning, man. Just because you know I got to do something. Saying, like, I wish I could stay the weekend, <laughs> but like, yo, I know how LA get. Yeah. When there's too many, like, too many people here, yeah. I don't know what it is. It feel like people always be bumping heads. It's just always situations. It's man. cool. It's gonna be a good vibe. You know what I'm saying? All good vibe. How do you survive out here? Well, obviously you're from <laughs> out here, but like, I man, just like move right. You know what I'm saying? Move right. Like, it, really pay attention to your movements. Don't misstep, nigga. Do not misstep. Pay attention to everything going on. Every conversation. Don't yo, let none slip. Coming when you're not from the West Coast, there's like a Omnius, like, I, I think, you know what it is? It's because, you know, unfortunately, Biggie, Tupac, they lost their lives out yeah. here. And there's always this fucking, there's this aura about, like, L.A. Yeah. That's like, man, them niggas on some shit. Yeah, but I'm from here, so it's just like, you just got to tap in. You feel Plus, me? I'm watching videos of niggas robbing niggas at dinner. I'm like, Yo, what's you going gotta on? You got to tap right? in, fool. You got to have <laughs> like, the right niggas around you. You know what I'm saying? And just stay connected. Be a good nigga. Put good energy out there. Move correctly. Do not move like, you know what I'm saying? You can't be touched because anybody could be touched. You feel me? It's just like you got to- You just get security. That's what you mean. Move correctly. You feel me? (laughs) Have your security. Have your niggas ready, armed, dangerous, whatever you got to do. Move correctly. Is there any other, like, you know, what other city you fuck with like other than LA that you like going to? Miami. Really? Yeah. Man, I've been saying, yo, New York been a dub recently. Nobody been saying they like going to New York, man. What's going on in New York? Shout out to Queens, man. Queens, man, cool. Man, yo, I got a studio like five <laughs> minutes from Times Square, but man, I ain't going to lie. Like, yeah. yo, nigga, to get my podcast, I got to be traveling, man. Nobody yeah, want to yeah. come to New York? New Miami York, cool. is a spot. I, I be pulling up New York. I just felt like Miami is like, it's what you get out here. You feel me? So I can kind of just- It's the weather? I, uh, everything, the whole vibe. You could be out on the water. You know what I'm saying? It's real flat, so you can't be in the hills, but what it's just a vibe. Hmm? What do you do for fun? Shit. Because I, I, think, I think people look at 
I think you keep all that secluded from like, you know, motherfuckers yeah. like, like, we don't know what you do. I'm chilling. Now, how you turn up, man? Like, is it like vacations? Is it just... Yeah. Like, if you in Miami, what the fuck you doing? I'm calling Job them all parties. out. I'm calling them all out, the bros. The whole, like, we vibed out. For sure, probably get on the water. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever the vibe is, shit. Just curate the vibe. Like, that's how a nigga really be. And just try to keep it low. You feel me? Like, to where... I ain't got to really do too much or be seen too much. Just always keep it just real, you know what I mean? Real, mm. keep the same niggas around. That's that's like one of the main points to just keep, and then keep solidified relationships with everybody. So every time you come down, it's always welcoming. You got the same vibes that know what's going on. They ain't doing too much. They ain't around just whatever. It's like, you just got to keep it, keep it cool. Mm. My last question, because just off your, your previous album, is it still, are you still on the anti-social wave or you've kind of adjusted a little bit to the life to realize you're a superstar and what comes with that? Anti, I've been telling people, like, anti-social don't really go with being a superstar, my nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? That might be you in your super private personal life, but, yeah. like, when people see you out, they want to see, like, that charismatic person, even if like you're like, yo, listen, I'm just turning this on because y'all my fans or y'all people who fuck with me and support yeah. me. But like in reality, because I'm like that, you know what I mean? Yo, yesterday, like I, I pulled up on whacking a bunch of people. He was doing his podcast, man. I took like 50. And then as soon as all that shit done, I'm like, man, I just want to go back like in a cave, like yeah, in a hole chill. where I don't got to deal with no one. Mm -hmm. Like have you kind of got a little bit used to it or are you still... Like, I mean, like I said, I just keep the same vibes around and just do what we do. We just stay secluded from just, you know, protecting the energy. I feel like that's the main thing, just protecting the energy. But we turn, you know, we turn shit. We do this shit for real. So it's just like, it ain't no reason to really be doing the most in front of everybody. We just do it how we do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's, that's, that's the whole vibe of it. Like, nigga be just, no, nobody want nobody that's burnt out. Don't nobody want to... Want to be around nobody that everybody can see, everybody could be around. Yeah, you want to be kicking it with the vibes that ain't really seen and heard from, but they, they that they chilling, they just on their vibes. So that's that's where we be at. We don't be nigga ain't got to do too much, but niggas know we having this shit for real, for sure. Hey yo, uh, on that note, man, listen because it's Super Bowl weekend. He got the Rams. I'm going to just go with the Rams, too. Because who are they playing? The Bengals or some shit? Yeah. Man, I hope L.A. Dude, win. Who the fuck is the, the quarterback for the Bengals? I hope L.A. win. Man, they better win. Listen, man, it would be a movie out here. You got to perform in a parade or something. I know you're going to be at every spot like <laughs> doing parties and shit. But listen, man. Yo, Roddy, yo, I appreciate you sending me the invite to come, come out on. here and chop it up with you. Been a supporter from day one. And um, I'm also glad that, you know, despite what... The, the the internet was saying is like, man, you down to had a conversation. Kept it hundred with me and I, I really respect that. I appreciate you. you. Me? Appreciate Listen, you, man, champ. I, I know you're gonna drop some music soon, but uh come on, champ. That's all I love. Enjoy the Super Bowl weekend, enjoy all the dubs you got in life. You got a lot of wins. Come on. You know what I mean? And we we're gonna wait for the music. Got my brother. I appreciate it. Come on. My guy. Uh